millions of listeners now tuning in across the country. It's showtime! Introducing the star of our show. His name is Elvis. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Oh, well, 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 well. Look what the cat dragged in. Oh, hey, how was your weekend? Good? Amazing. It's over. Sorry, bad news. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> Thank you for all the birthday wishes. Yes. I'm a year older. We hope you had a fabulous, I look fabulous. I'm still having a fantastic birthday. <laughs> anyway, stop. welcome to the show. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning. Hi, Froggy. Hello there, uh, producer Sam. Hi. They're straight Nate. They're scary. What's up? All right. You know, we have a great show. We have a hyper chiller free money phone tap this morning. Yeah. Worth a thousand dollars. We've got uh, Stenage is coming in to yeah. perform for us. He is so fantastic. I need a little Rihanna to start the show. What do you have? Please don't stop the music. music All right. Music. All together now, you know the words. Mama say, mama, 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 Thank you, Rihanna. I could use some new Rihanna music, couldn't you? Yeah, me too. Hey, good morning, Anna. How are you? Good morning. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I actually got on to you guys. I call, like, every single morning. Well, now you're here. How yeah. was your weekend? Was it a good weekend? Um, Actually, it's been a really hectic weekend so far because I've been packing to go to Florida to visit my Mimi. So I'm very excited. Wait, wait, you're going to visit your what? <laughs> your Mimi? Your Mimi? My Mimi. She's my grandma. She's 80 years old, and me and her are going down to Boca. And we're going to go gambling together. I'm very, very excited. Are you going gambling right. with your 80-year-old grandma? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's way more fun than I am, really. Like, I'm actually a little bit nervous about taking her out. We're going to have a few Bloody Marys in her system, so she's, I don't know what she's going to do. Isn't that funny? You call your grandma Mimi? Yeah. yeah I we, think, we, um, apparently. We all have, a, yeah. like, a weird name for our grandma. Yeah. I used to call my grandmother Meemaw. Meemaw, yeah. Meemaw. <laughs> my, my friend uh, Deidre's kids call the grandma Meemaw. What do you call your grandmother? I used to call, well, they're both deceased, but one was grandma and one was nonny. Yeah? Did yeah. you have a weird one, Sam? I'm boring. Both of mine were grandma. Grandma? What about you, you straight name? No, I, mine was grandma. 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 No, grandma. 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 Like grammar? <laughs> no, like D. poor grammar? No, anyway. Grandma without the R. Grandma. So hanging out with your grandma. With your Mimi your, your Mimi at the uh, at the casino, that sounds like fun. Now, do you party with her hard? I mean, does she, she does she go hard? I mean, when she was younger, she was very reserved, very calm. But as she's gotten older, I guess she the end is approaching, and she's just going hard at every single time, every Good for holiday, her. every time we take her to the restaurant. Well, you tell your Mimi we said hi, and you guys have a great one. And thanks for listening to us. We're going to send you an Elvis Duran shirt, Anna, since you're the first caller of the day. Can you ruin it for my Mimi? We're going we're gonna to ruin it. <laughs> Mimi's going to wear it in Florida. We're going to ruin it for your Mimi. Hold on one second. Have a great day. All right. Let's do it. Let's do a show for Mimi. Mimi. Around the room. It went for Mimi. <laughs> Danielle, what's on your mind before the show gets All going? Right, so when you go to Target and you know you're in the self-checkout lane, I really think they should start making you only do like 10 items. You cannot get into the self-checkout lane if you have a freaking cart filled with stuff. Why not? I was behind somebody, and I swear they had like 25, 30 items. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Come on. Come on. Come on. I mean, really, I had three items. Real quick. Doop, 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 and let's go. There should be a limit to what you bring in the self-checkout aisle. Okay. I really feel that way. Why don't you talk I'm to the manager of your grocery store? I'm very passionate about this at the I, mean, I have a thing. I have a th- I mean, At Target? Yeah, Target. See, I have a thing about these self-checkouts. Yeah. I always feel like I've thrown something in the bag that I didn't pay for. Oh, my God. But, but, but I know, and I would never do it on purpose. The guilty feeling. 
Because yeah. it's too easy to do that. I swipe, and then I make sure I hold it out for a second so the security camera can see it, <laughs> right. and then I put it in the uh-huh. <laughs> Producer Sam, what's on your mind today? So everyone out there who has a doggy cam or a pet cam of some sort, make sure you're aware of when it's on or when it's not, because a good friend of mine almost ruined his proposal last weekend when he called me and told me all about it on his couch in front of his doggy cam, which fed to his girlfriend's phone. Oh, no. Yep, so he actually had to call the system and have them remove it off the cloud so wow. that she couldn't go back and look you know, at it. there was someone that got busted cheating See? with the doggy cam because the doggy cam was on and when the other one wasn't home, they had somebody come over and they got busted. I mean, that guy cam. I don't feel as bad for, but Jordan almost ruined his proposal to Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. You forget how many things you have on in your house right. yeah. that are watching and listening it's at crazy. all times. Hey, Scary, what's up with you? I saw something really horrific yesterday. Um, this what, you what? looked in the mirror? Oh, <laughs> oh I slay me. This, anyway, what? This woman was pushing a baby carriage across a, a five, six lane uh, highway or avenue, whatever it is, like a boulevard, and she all of a sudden she wasn't looking. She was looking at her phone. She put the carriage out in front of her. She's walking, and she's not even looking. She's looking down at her phone, and I'm like, I, in retrospect, Elvis, I should have honked my horn and be like, hey, you know, you know what? You want to put your own life in danger by look, not looking and crossing the street? That's one thing. But you're pushing a baby carriage, and the carriage and the kid is out in front of her. That is kind of scary. So that's, that's like scary. doubly frightening. It, I, I mean, it's... Some people should not be allowed to be parents. I yeah. mean, they'll let people... The only people drive a car with with a license, yeah. but you you need a license to have a kid. That's crazy. I know I do. That's crazy. They, should, they would never ever let <laughs> me have a license You'd to have never a kid. Get one. I would never get one. Uh, anyway, it is Monday, August sixth, uh, Friday. We are doing it live from the Iowa State Fair. Yeah, that's right. That's this week. So yeah. Exciting. Absolutely. Let's get into your horoscopes. You guys ready to go? Yeah. You want uh, Straight Nate to help you with this? Yes, one? No, no, yes. no, 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 no. You're good. Why? No, pe- people want to hear you do it. I, I could do it like Nate. Capricorn, lead no, by example. Never mind. Never mind. How about how about uh, Daniel? You and Sam do it. All right. Capricorn, lead by example. Your strength and stubbornness will come in handy as you climb to the top. Your days a nine. Aquarius, people have been trying to meddle in your plans. Don't let this shake your faith in yourself. You know what you're doing. Your days a ten. Pisces, your compassion needs to be paired with a strict hand for people to respect. It. Don't back down, even if you're afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. Your days an eight. Aries, love keeps trying to come into your life, so stop pushing it away. Your walls are too high. So bring them down a little. Your day's a seven. Hey, Taurus, it feels like the future can't come fast enough, but don't wish your time away. Cherish the moment and good things will come. Your day's a nine. Gemini, discuss something you've been avoiding. The weight off your conscience will free your energy. Your day's an eight. Hey, Cancer, pull back from a tense situation. It's easy to let others' drama become your own. Let it go. Your day's a seven. Leo, no one can slow down your mojo. Use this new start mm-hmm. for a potential hobby or a project. Your day's a nine. Hey, Virgo, honesty demands effort. It's straining to do the right thing, but it's worth it in the long run. Your day is a seven. Libra, everyone has their own view of a problem, but only you can look at it without bias. Take your time and help find a solution for everyone. Your day's an eight. Scorpio, it's awesome to be in charge, but don't get drunk off power. Stay grounded despite that leadership. Your day's a seven. And Sagittarius, good news travels fast. Don't try and hold back your accomplishments. Brag a little. There's no harm in it. Your day is a nine, and those are your Monday morning horoscopes. There you go. Once again, we have a $1,000 Hyper Chiller free money phone tap coming up. Uh, are we giving away a Hyper Chiller? Yeah, we'll give away two. Okay. Ooh, big roller. Oh. <laughs> oh, also today, we wish happy birthday to Scotty B. Scotty, Scotty B. B. Happy birthday, Scotty B. All right. Uh, you guys ready for your Monday? Yeah. Well, come on. Let's have a Monday. 
Back to school, a great time to refresh for everyone in the family. Whether you're going back to school or going back to your regular routine, JCPenney has everything your family needs at a great value. This is Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. All right. Producer Sam's about to make us feel good. Yeah. Yeah, make me feel good. You I'm, got at, it, I'm Daddy. at work on a Monday. I would need to be made to feel good. Hey, uh, also, we are so excited about our return to the Iowa State Fair. This Friday morning, we'll be there. I'm so excited. We've been going for years. Oh, my gosh. And it's so exciting not only to eat our favorite foods on the stick. We always gravitate toward those same ones we love. Yeah. We love the chocolate chip cookies. The cheese curds. And we, yeah, and, and uh, the chicken lips. Oh, what's that chicken sandwich with the mozzarella? It's scary. The one we oh, love. The, the gizmos. Oh, the gizmos oh, the are great. The grinders and the gizmos. Oh. And, but, but of course, uh, the, the uh, oh, don't even get me started. Anyway, the pork <laughs> loin. Oh, Jack. you love that, yeah. Oh. oh. So what? What straight, Nate? What corn thing we had? The corn thing. Didn't we have corn? Was it corn on a Did stick? Did we have corn on a stick? But it was different. The corn thing. Well, I tell you what, Danielle has the list in front of her. You have all the old ones, but you also have new foods yeah, for this year. Hold on. Oh. Step right up. I have food on a stick. Oh, here we go, everybody. If it's not on a stick, don't eat it. <laughs> they should have edible sticks. They have, yeah, they, ooh. All right, what foods it's, are new? They have 56 new foods, 12 more than last year that are ooh. being dished up. So, something called the brisket mango tango. It's cattleman's beef quarters on the southeast corner of Walnut Square. Whatever that is. Yeah, you don't have to give us the address. Okay. What uh, dishes do you have? There's fresh-made guacamole. They've <laughs> never had that before, apparently. No. no. All right, we're in. Uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. You know what that is, right? What are no, that? what's what that? that? Those are cow balls. Are they really? B- bull balls, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, then what's pork belly burnt ends? Is that the no, end pork, of the... No, pork belly is like, it's like bacon. That's good. No, but what's but... the burnt ends? Is that the butt? Well, no, it's, oh. it's the ends of, uh, when they cook it, it's yeah. the ends that get kind of tough and good. It's, it's really good. Oh. No, but go back to the Rocky Mountain oysters. Okay. I can't believe they're serving them. Yeah. Now, do they put those on a stick? It doesn't say anything about the stick for this. Who so. named those? It's I don't a special know. kind of stick. It oh. is. Yeah, no, you're, you're eating scrotum oh. from a bovine. <laughs> that's what it's called. Apple egg rolls. Okay, it's like a dessert. That, yeah, All that's right. good. A four-leaf clover cooler, which is a salad bowl, if you want that. There's pickled beer. Wait, hold on. No offense. You're yeah. going to the Iowa State Fair to eat a salad? I know. You Nobody might need something. You don't have a salad. Well, I, know, I know people probably yeah. would like a salad. Okay, right. go ahead. There's duck bacon wontons. Okay, that, that sounds good. That might be good, yeah. Bacon pancake dippers. Ooh, yeah. that sounds good. Deep fried pecan pie on a stick. Pecan. Oh, pecan. Pecan. All right. A cherry pie flurry. So it's it's like a sundae, um, and it's like cherry right. pie flavored, so that would be delicious. Pork belly on a stick. Okay. You get a lamb sandwich brisket, uh, breakfast sandwich. Okay. Caribbean how many, leg oh, hold of... On. How many more do we have <laughs> to go? A There's a Caribbean <laughs> leg of lamb taco. Okay. And... Are you getting hungry? Yeah, I am, but There's, I'm also I'm almost full at oh, this point. You've been going for so long. Chicken livers, chicken no, gizzards. No. Oh, this is there's the best of show cooler. That scares me because does that mean that the person who won the award is getting killed and we eat it? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the best of show? What? I mean if it's a best of show, I, I, I don't isn't know. that usually the cattle that gets the ribbon? Every animal that gets the best right. of show. So what does that mean if we're eating the best of show? Oh my god! The one that made it's it. Last it, it, just, it doesn't best. pay to win. It's, la- it's last. All right. Well, so far I got to be honest. Uh, the one I, I will not be eating the Rocky Mountain oysters, no. but I will be. I'll eat the, the other stuff. Oh, there's so many foods on a stick. Oh my god! Look at all this chocolate on a Can stick. Can you put some stuff in your pocket for me and bring it home? Oh my gosh. All right, well, I'll tell you what. In one hour, we've got your Hyperchiller free money phone tap, and we are live from the Iowa State Fair on Friday. Make sure you come out to the 
the 107.5 KISS FM booth to say hi. It's the kissing booth this year. (laughs) We're actually making out with people. Oh, we are. Scary, you're in charge. (laughs) All right, time for some feel goods. What do you have, Producer Sam? All right, does anybody know the United States Postal Service creed that's inscribed on that giant post office Uh, here in the city? Through sleet, snow, and hail, rain. Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. Okay. Which basically means you're getting your mail no matter what. Yeah, they're good at that. Right? And that makes sense because the delivery of my mail is the most stable thing in my entire life. So, I really like this submission because Scott O'Brien has nominated himself for Feel Goods because he wants to toot his own horn. He really appreciates the hard labor that these guys do that most of us don't really think about. And he hands out water bottles every time someone's on his street delivering mail or packages to anyone around. This is so super nice and it seems like such a small thing, yeah. but I really like this because it's something each one of us can just decide to do and make someone's day a little yeah. bit easier. Think it's about simple. all those people that that do things for you every day and you don't remember it, you don't yeah. recognize it because it's just you expect it to be there. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like when I go flush my toilet, there's water in there. Someone did something to make sure there was water connected to my house. That so is true. Thank you, water people. Thank you, water I should people. take them water. <laughs> no water people. Hi, water. water people. Here's, Here's some water. Uh, some water. Maybe vodka for them. That'd be better. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what's his name again? His name is Scott O'Brien. Excellent. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. And uh, if you want to submit your feel goods, how do you do that? You can email me, Sam at ElvisDuran.com and subject feel goods. We'll be back after this. I love that we have this mindless job. What? Why do you say it's mindless? Can you imagine if we had to actually like manage a company and hire people? No. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. You remember be- how I hired my intern? How? He walked in and I said, Why are you You're hired. Talk? When can you start? Exactly. So, so I hired him. And as I was about to say, I just, I can't imagine me being in charge of anything. No. So that's why, you know, I'm not the boss here. But if you are the person who has to hire someone, Finding qualified candidates, it's just, it's got to be a nightmare. I just can't. Yeah, I can't. Uh, applicants are out there. They're getting in touch with you at a, a rapid pace, and they all want a job, and you, you have to sift through their resumes. No, that's a stupid way to hire people. Stupid, stupid. Stupid. Uh, there is a place you can go where hiring is simple. It's fast. It's smart. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. Mm-hmm. All right, ZipRecruiter. What they do, they send your job out to over, over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and then... With their powerful matching technology, and it's pretty wild. I've seen it work. They scan all the resumes. They find the people with the right experience. Then they invite them to apply for the job. So you don't have a lot of unnecessary applicants coming your way. Right. And then ZipRecruiter also analyzes every one of them and spotlights the top candidates. So you never miss the greatest matches. ZipRecruiter is so effective. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis get a quality candidate in just a day. Use it for free. It's the highest rated hiring site in America. For free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. It's an exclusive web address just for you. ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. So we made this new rule. Every time we have a guest come in, it doesn't matter if they're a singer or an actor or whatever, or, uh, we ask them what song growing up was very, very, very instrumental in shaping you into the person you are today. Right. We all have those songs. We actually got into this uh, the other day. Yeah. And I said one of my songs was Bohemian Rhapsody. We played the whole thing. Yeah. Mine was uh, How Lovely to Be a Woman from Bye Bye Birdie. 
um, right. which is a movie and a Broadway musical. Right. Froggy had salt and pepper push it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, these are not just songs that we love growing up, but these particular songs actually were like a turning point in our lives. And yeah. they represent a part of our lives that are still important to us today. I, it's so important to ask yourself the same question. Like what songs were extremely influential on you when you were growing up? You know, we never got to you straight, Nate. Yeah. Like what song like or two were really, really, really instrumental in shaping you into who you are today? I have one that really stuck out when you asked this question, and it's uh, Edelweiss from The Sound of Music. Aww. Aww. Oh, Nate. That's a nice one. What a great song. Why was this song instrumental in turning you into this? Because it was the first musical I ever auditioned for. And I was tone deaf. And I still am to a certain degree. I can't sing. You're trying to sing along with Christopher Plummer. You look happy to... I can't. I can't. (laughs) You're you're pretty bad. So... So it was, I had, it was your first taste of rejection. It was, no, so here's the story. So you had to sing a song from the musical, and I was auditioning for Captain Von Trapp, and I go in there, and and I was very nervous, and I'm very tone deaf, so the person that gave me some instructions said, well, just find something to focus at on the wall. So I looked at the clock, and then Mr. Martone starts playing the piano, <laughs> and I sang it, and I didn't see the entire crowd until I was done with the song. And I look at the crowd when I was done, and people's heads were just in their hands. The director, Mr. Gandolfo, was crying with laughter. It was so bad. And Mr. Martone just, like, turned away from me at the piano. Well, this isn't a positive memory. This is awful. But it shaped me to realize, all right, I'm not that good of a singer. I realize that. I'm not that good. So So I just focused on acting. It's a very influential song in his life. Maybe not for the positive. It's not. Uh No, no. Songs can be not positive sometimes. They can be negative. But it shaped me to who I am. Like Greg T chose uh, an old song called Cats in the Cradle. Remember this song? I don't know if you do. And the cats in the cradle and the so you remember growing up listening to this song? Yeah. I remember hearing it in the, on the car radio. Okay, we all heard this growing up, but yeah. obviously it meant, meant more to you than it did to the rest of us. Like, what's so incredible about this song? So for me, you know, uh, we've always told the stories, you know, I had this loser of a biological dad. Right. And uh, when I finally realized that, like, you know, I don't really need him, and then I'm moving on in my life, is when I heard the song. And then all of a sudden, I, I remember trying to record the song to write, really hear all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So I heard all the lyrics, how it really started, like, you know, um, the child is born. It takes you through, you know, all these different stages as he grows older, and then he wants to go out with his friends. And if you listen closely at the end, he finally moves on because the dad calls him and he says, "You know, I wanted to check in, say you're doing." And then he turns it around and says, "But you know, Dad, I got really got to go. Kids got the flu. This is what's going on. So, so sorry, bye bye." Hangs up the phone because he's moved on with his life, and the dad kind of like sits back and just realizes that, you know. He doesn't need me. He kind of just grew up on wow. his own. i got to be honest. And that's it. So far, you and Straight Nate are depressing me. <laughs> and then producer Sam, you chose Janet Jackson. Yeah, I used this song to audition for the third grade talent show. Yeah. My act was called Kid Janet. And I had a lot of sparkles. And I was, I was loving it. And I was so bad. But it was so much fun. Aww. And I remember taking off my jacket during the audition at one point, And it was a little too revealing, the outfit I was wearing underneath. Because I thought I was Janet Jackson. So my mom got a phone call. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a really big day for me. So, so the, that song in particular, more than any other song that you can just recall today, yeah, was actually just that's a moment you're never gonna ever yeah. forget. Yeah, it was a fun moment for me. <laughs> and then Brody, yeah, growing up a a rock and roll loving kid in Brooklyn, sure. What Triumph? Yes. See, I'm not a, I'm not a familiar. I, I'm not familiar with Triumph. The song is called Three Man Band. Uh, it's called Somebody's Out There. They're from Canada, and it's about being alone, but knowing that somebody's out there somewhere, waiting for, for to be somebody's someone. And so that's so sweet. Now, how old were you uh, when this song was like really instrumental? Last in your week. There you go. Yeah, so I was 17 or 18, and girls had nothing to do with me, kind of like now. <laughs> and so this song basically says, you know what? Somebody is made for you, and. Somehow, I will be somebody's someone. Oh, that's so cool. And so it gave me an outlook and made me hopeful. That was nice. So you still hear that song, you're like, oh, okay. Oh, absolutely. Every time I hear it, it reminds me of when I didn't have a family and a life and girls interested in me. And and, of, and like, now they're throwing themselves at you. Oh, no, they're throwing things at me. <laughs> they're throwing up on you. Yeah, that was the serious song in this uh, collection. And I think there's a humorous one there as well. Oh, and of course, Weird Al. Yeah, so this is yeah, your, he's your number one. On We're already back in life. What song is this? This is a parody of Queen's Another One Bites the Dust. This is Another One Rides the Bus. This came out when I was in high school, and I started writing parodies in class and got in trouble for it, and now I get paid to do that for a living. Isn't that funny? Nice. Now, Garrett. Yes. One of them is Footloose. Yes. Watching this movie, this was the movie that, as a kid, I would watch constantly over and over and over again. Right, because kids love to watch the same movie yeah. over and over. Exactly. And this was yours. And this was the movie. And, and then all of a sudden, it just started sticking with me throughout life. And uh, I don't know if it was just because I just started dancing all over the place, like like no one was watching. I wasn't a very good dancer, but uh, something about that movie just has always stuck with me, including this song, too. Even when I hear it today, it still puts a smile on my face. So as you listen to this, I mean, look, you know, these are just songs to some people, but these songs connected to the Garretts and the Brodies and the Greg T's of the world, I mean, these are like, this is your soundtrack. I know that's an overused phrase, but it, they truly are. Then I look over at Coaster Boy Josh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Doobie Brothers. Oh, yeah. See, I grew up with this, too. My, my, this was, we would go on road trips. My dad would take us on road trips. Right. And we had, like, one CD. It was the best of the Doobie Brothers. Right. And this album would start out every road trip. And I just, I love it. And then I grew up, and my Uncle Greg, uh, rest his awesome, radical soul, uh, we karaoke'd this song all the time together. So I was like, now this one. Metallica. Um, Seek and Destroy. You grew up in Cleveland, big rock town. Right. Well, this one, you ever have like a life-changing epiphany? Mine happened to this song. What do you mean? I was my second year of college. I was in Bowling Green, Ohio, enrolled in business school, hating my life. Rural town was just like, what am I doing here? I like, wasn't, couldn't put all the pieces and parts together yet on what I wanted to do with my life. And this Metallica documentary came out called uh, Some Kind of Monster. And the filmmakers chose to start the documentary by playing that song at different points in their career. So it started out with them playing that in like a club. Angry punk kids, 20 years old, playing to other punk kids. Then them going to play in a bigger club. And then an arena. And then a giant stadium. And in that moment, I realized, holy crap, 
These are people that chose to do what they loved for a living and became one of the biggest performance acts in all of music. And so that, what, what was your epiphany from that? I'm going to go drop out of school, move home to Cleveland, get an internship in radio, and then I did, and, and I ended up hearing. It was because of that song and that moment in that movie. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So. Coaster Boy Josh, everyone. Josh. Yeah. Hey, Danielle. Yeah. I was dreaming I Tell you before she talks about this song, she actually had a crush on George Michael. Oh, he was gonna be mine. <laughs> I remember this. Me, my girlfriends and I loved Wham. I had a poster of George Michael on my door growing up that I would kiss. You would kiss your I'd George kiss Michael. Good night. It had like a hole in its mouth because it got so wet from me kissing. Oh, oh my god! I think I had a couple posters like that. But um, but yeah, and I was he was gonna be mine and. I, Little did I know, Hate but to break it to you. that Wham and George Michael and that whole Culture Club type era, th- that music was just what I grew up with, and it like it was just fun. Yaritza, yeah. So what about this song from Selena? It reminds me of just hanging out in my abuela's house with all my little cousins. Well, we're actually all the same age, but I had little cousins and older cousins, and just dressing up in like the infamous purple outfit. We would try to recreate it, the Selena outfit, and just saying we'll like pass around the hairbrush as a microphone. Wow, wow. Yeah, fun. it was like so cute. It just reminds me of my abuela's house, and now we we're all grown up, and some have kids, some don't, and it's kind of hard to get together. But when we do, we always sing Selena. so talented. That's what put Jennifer Lopez on the map, right? Yes. Yeah. She played Selena. For a long time, I yeah. thought J-Lo was Selena. <laughs> For a long time. She did a great job. That yeah. really was the beginning of her, well, yeah. I, some would say the beginning of her, her true, yeah. true, true career. Yeah. All right, so Jake. Yes. Okay, so what were your influencing songs? I have Coldplay Fix You. Oh, oh yeah. No. What a great song. You in your life when this song affected you so deeply? Going through my first breakup. Oh. I remember that. <laughs> no, it was before that. That was like a, like a month. <laughs> that was my second. There was another one before that one. Yeah. It was like a month ago. So, so what? You played the song on loop, like over and over and over. Yeah, this was the first song that like really made me emotional and made my connection with music a lot deeper because you know I I, I had never had a song before that made me that emotional. So. <laughs> Yeah. So still to this day? And help me get through that breakup. Music does so sad. it. Still makes me cry every time I listen to this. And Coldplay is so fantastic. What, yeah. Sam? I was actually in a traveling a cappella group in high school, because I'm so super cool, and we did this <laughs> song, and I was removed from the live performances because it would make me cry. <laughs> it's so sad. It is. So I'll give you another one. My mom and dad used to have all the albums from all the big Broadway shows, and one of them was Camelot. It's true. It's true. So this is Richard Burton. The crown has made it. He and Julie Andrews and Robert Goulet. It was all about Guinevere. I wanted to be Guinevere. Who was like between King Arthur and, of course, Sir Lancelot. So Sir Lancelot was the guy I wanted to hook up with. Because he was like the crazy, you know, guy in the, in the woods. Like, I bet he knew Robin Hood. I don't know, same people. Anyway, but I always thought musicals were so cool because they would stand on a stage and it would take you to another era that we just didn't know anything about. And they would sing and have fun. And that's where I just wanted to be on Broadway. But I didn't have a voice. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Rev Girl Kathleen. Hey. What do you got? Paula 
Nicole. Oh, this was guys, a huge song. This is because of Dawson's Creek. Which yeah. Is- <laughs> My number one show of all time. That was your favorite song, your favorite show, too. It was Daniel. that and Felicity. Oh, my God. I mean, this is Joey just looking up at Dawson's window. Yeah. Climbing up the ladder. They're meant to be together, but then they're not meant to be together. Oh, I They can, don't even wind up together at the end. I've been watching that show with the, with the caption on lately and actually reading the words. Man, if you want a good night, do that. Really? <laughs> Dawson's Creek? Yes. Yes. If you want to study for the SATs, watch Dawson's Creek with the, with the closed caption on. You remember on. when Pacey hooked up with the teacher? Yes. Oh, God. Yep. They would never put that on TV nowadays. No, probably and not. And Felicity. But we had the entire cast of Felicity on our show. Yeah, we did. And then they canceled it and we never heard from them ever <laughs> no, again. it was so sad. Now, Scotty B. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jackson. I know it's weird. No, not at all. But this song indirectly got me into radio because How? when I was uh, either 11 or 12 years old, I won a pair of tickets for a Michael Jackson concert at Madison Square Garden at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I heard my voice on the radio when they played me back as a winner. And this had a super long intro, so I was on for like 25 seconds. And sitting in my bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and listening to this, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be on the radio. And ever since then, I, I was pretty much in radio. I started interning when I was like 15 years old. So I've been doing it for forever, ever since I was a little kid. And there and, you go. And that's what did it. So these Aww. songs, to others, they're just songs. But to you, they are really, truly meaningful parts of your life. Yeah. And that's why we love our music. Instagram, uh, Elvis Duran Show, what song made you, you? I want to hear from you. I want to see what song made you into that you're looking at in the mirror right now. Something to talk to your friends about today. We got to take a break. We're back after this. Walkers and Talkers, a podcast for Walking Dead fans. Hey, that, that, that. No, but that's it. No, you can't say anything. But he had a bat. No, 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 stop it. Recaps, the latest news, and interviews with members of the cast. Hosted by David Brody and his co-host Jamie. Walkers and Talkers. Listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's the 20th anniversary of The Now. That's what I call music series. And volume 67 is out now and available everywhere you are. Plus, you can shape the upcoming 20th anniversary edition with your votes at nowthatsmusic.com slash 20th anniversary slash vote. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. So under the headline of Are You Effing Kidding Me? <laughs> Don't you love a great Are You Effing Kidding Me story? Yeah. yeah. So Red Kathleen, you yeah. Where were you sitting on the toilet? So, before before I even tell you, I'm never nude. I don't like to be naked anywhere. So, public, wait, 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 wait. Even in the privacy of your own home? I wear jean With shorts. And, I wear jean shorts in my shower, guys. Do you really? Okay, all right. So, wow. I hate using big public bathrooms where, like in the movie theater or the mall, where there's like 20 stalls in a row. It gives me agita. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I get in the stall and, you know, you hear that wheel turning, people everywhere pulling toilet paper. Right. It is my biggest fear to have that metal piece between the two stalls that holds the toilet paper and the little garbage to fall out. And it freaking happened to me, guys. Hold on. So so the toilet paper uh, box. The holder, the little metal holder. It fell out of the wall. So so you can look into the next stall. So I'm sitting on the pot. And I'm, I'm getting my toilet paper, and the damn thing falls right out of the wall, crashes to the ground, and now there's a big hole in between me and the stall next to me, and this woman and I are just looking at each other like, oh, what happened? And I, I just put my hand very slightly over my crotch, and I was so uncomfortable. I said, 
Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Oh my God! <laughs> Did she laugh? She didn't. Well, she didn't speak English, and she starts screaming. Then I'm screaming. I just pulled up my pants. I didn't even oh. didn't even have anything you to clean up with. Shake. And I just ran out of the bathroom. Oh, I didn't even realize that there's a hole if that thing fell out. I just well, because they never fall out. I guess yep. not. That's oh definitely an gosh. "Are you effing kidding me?" moment. Damn. You know, we have a "Are you effing kidding me?" Uh, bathroom. Here at the, at the yeah, radio station. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, all, it, Every it's, time I walk in, I say that. Well, no, no, no. This is on another floor. Have you heard about... No. Have you heard about, Wait, what? Have you heard about uh, Code 3242? No. No. What is, three, what is that? Can we talk about this? You're giving out the secret. Wait, okay. is this a man code? Okay, so there's a men's room on another floor. So okay. if you really, really have to go, like, destroy a bathroom... Yeah. We... I've heard rumor that... <laughs> Guys go to that floor and you go to that bathroom, but there's a code to get in and it's three two four two. I'm writing that down. So if you Shut hear up. if you hear us say, Well, where's Nate? Well, he had to go three two four two. That means he had to go to the other floor, use that code to go in and destroy the bathroom. Because you know you're gonna wreck it. In fact, what was it two weeks ago? Scary goes, hey, man, what's the code for the bathroom? 3242. 3242. How come no one else knows about this but the boys? Because it's the men's, it's the men's room. room. That's all right. If I have a code, it can become my room. <laughs> I'm basically one anyway. Can't I share? I mean, <laughs> yes, if, yes, you're just a shade away from male. What's scary? Everybody in their office has to have that remote bathroom, and it has to have a 3242 bathroom somewhere. You know me. I go to the Hyatt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Do you, you remember the, the time you rented a room just yeah. to go shushy? I paid $200 to get a room just so I couldn't shushy at work. Oh, I had to. But anyway, it's an, are you effing kidding me? I remember when I told you guys, you were always screaming at me. Are you effing kidding me? Anyway, there's a problem with the 3242 secret bathroom. What's that, Brody? Yeah, so the bathroom that the men use here on this floor, we use every day, is an exact replica of the 3242 bathroom. Right. Except there's one difference. We have automatic sinks down here. So you put your hands underneath and the water comes out. Yep. Upstairs, it's bizarro world. Everything looks exactly the same. When you're sitting, you think you're here. But when you go to wash your hands, the water doesn't come out. It's manual. So every one of us stands there going, just coming out in the water. And you want to hurry up and get out before someone catches you. And so you're hitting it and you don't because you don't remember. And it takes a couple of minutes every right, Nate? You had this problem. You you can't get the water out because it's not an automatic sink. I was up there and I was trying to wash my hands and there's a guy standing next to me looking at me like I'm from another planet because my, I'm standing there with You're my hands. You're from another are, floor. Yeah, I'm standing with my hands underneath the faucet waiting for the water to come out, but you have to actually touch it. It's it's the crazy, it's a oh bizarre world up there. I think the, that the ladies need a three two four two. Yeah, we because, do. Because I was in you the bathroom not so long ago, and there's somebody that works on this floor who's very well known. She runs into the ladies' room and starts screaming, "Everybody out! Everybody out!" Are you kidding? No, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, I have to wash my hands. Don't want to." Oh, I know, be but here you know, she's she giving explodes. you a warning. I would heed the warning. <laughs> so you know, what? I think you do have a three two four two. It's a different code on a different floor. I'm sure you have one. I need to figure this out. Why would they put a code on the men's room and not the women's yeah. room? Yeah. Uh, what, Greg T? But why can't you just go and use the private bathroom in the lobby because everyone Why? uses because really? everyone destroys that. I'm not going to go in there. You turn the water There's on. Nobody's nothing you're in there? worse than sitting on a toilet and it's still warm from the person before you. Oh, I, that is good. That disgusting. Is, oh my god. So, uh, so Nate, oh. are, do you have an are you effing kidding me? It, it's funny that Kathleen brought up this story because I have an are you effing kidding me story and it revolves around a bathroom as well. So it's the last time I was overseas and I was in the airport going shushy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those bathrooms where the lights on a timer. And I was kind of enjoying my book, so I'm sitting there for like 15 minutes, and all of a sudden, you know, the lights go out. Right. And so I'm waving my arms, figuring it's like motion activated, yeah. and nothing's happening. <laughs> oh, no. But it's pitch dark in the bathroom. But my, I know my bag has my phone in front of me, hanging on the door. So I'm like trying to fumble and feel I mean, for my bag. Pitch black. 
pitch dark. I mean, as dark as the, the universe. I mean, it's so dark in there, you can't see anything. So I'm like trying to find the toilet paper and I, you know, do, you know, whatever. And so I, I managed to do that. And then I'm looking for my bag to find my phone to get the flashlight. As I'm doing that, fumbling with my bag, I hear my boarding pass slip out of the pocket. Oh, and I'm no. like, oh God, please no. So I finally get my phone and I turn on the phone and the light and the flashlight and there's my boarding pass in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you effing kidding me? I'm, and I was like, "Are you effing kidding me?" And I was so tired because I had already taken two flights that day. I'm like, "Are you effing kidding me?" And it was like, "This is kind of graphic." It was like a chip and dip. I mean, it was. Oh, bad. No! I don't need to hear and that. And I'm like, no! I, "I'm not doing this." Oh gosh. Aren't we done with this? No, no. I have one. I have one. <laughs> no. So and of course it's a toilet story. Oh, so when God. I was in the airport getting ready to wait, waiting for my bags to come around the carousel, and I had to go. So I go in the room and I, I, I go to the bathroom and I, and I see all these men's shoes start coming in the bathroom, and I'm like, Oh, oh Danielle. And I realized I was in the wrong bathroom. So how long so did you have to stay there? I can't even tell you. It must have been a half an hour because I had to wait until it was totally clear and there was no guys in the bathroom. And they kept coming in because it was by the carousel and everybody goes to the bathroom waiting for their bags. And I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And eventually I was able to sneak out, but I was so quiet, like a little mouse, not making a sound. So no one caught you? Nobody oh, caught me. God. Nobody caught me. But I was like, you got, how did I not see? I wasn't paying attention. I, I don't like, know. I just, but if it was the reverse, it would be just as ev- evilly yeah. awful. Like, I can't imagine like seeing all look all the shoes walking by in the bathroom when I'm sitting in the toilet yeah. and they're all pumps. Right. I was like, that, that doesn't look female. What is that? Are you effing kidding me? We should do this every day. I love this. Yeah. You might know Elvis from his radio show, or you may know him from our studio. Elvis Duran in the morning show. Back to school, a great time to refresh for everyone in the family. Whether you're going back to school or going back to your regular routine, JCPenney has everything your family needs at a great value. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show's free money phone tab. <sighs> the hyper chiller. <laughs> we love the hyper chiller. I love my hyper chiller. My brother stole mine. I told you that, right? Order another one. Mm, I have to. Uh, it's the $1,000 hyper chiller free money phone tab. You're about to win $1,000, but back to the hyper chiller. Yeah. Let's say you have coffee mm-hmm. and you want iced coffee. Yeah. But you don't want to put ice in it because the ice melts and it dilutes yeah. your coffee. That's why my brother stole mine. For iced coffee? Yeah, because he knows that it's not going to dilute and it's going to keep it cold. And he's like, oh, I'll just take this, thanks. Exactly. The hyper chiller, this device, it quickly chills your fresh hot coffee or let's say rosé. Yeah. Or white wine. Yeah. You don't want to put ice in that. No. So it uses its hyper chiller technology <laughs> to make it cold. And it, it gets cold really fast. It's as little as a minute. So iced coffee, wine, whatever. You can chill everything. The hyper chiller V2 is the new version of the original iced coffee maker that changed the way we ice our coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new version has a deeper lid for easier use with wine and spirits. They did this because they knew that we drink lots of wine and spirits. You can actually get 25% off one Hyper Chiller this week if you use the code Elvis at HyperChiller.com. You need one, okay? Let yes. me just Let me just state for the record. Go to HyperChiller.com. You get 25% off a Hyper Chiller if you use the code Elvis. All right? With that said, let's get into your $1,000 Hyper Chiller phone tap. Don't answer the phone. Elvis, Elvis Duran. The Elvis Duran phone tap. Scary. Yes. 
Here we go. So Frank wanted to phone tap his brother John, who runs a business from his cell phone. So that means he always has to pick up the phone, which is great. Uh, so he wanted us to do one of uh, the Rod Phillips CD collections. We've done Renegades of Reggae, Boy Band Bonanza, Ghetto Girl Greats, and Punk Pop Party. So now we give you a brand new one All we right. call Twerks of Art. And by the way, there really is no such collection. So when it's over, don't get mad at us when you try to order it. All right, here we go. Let's listen into today's Rod Phillips selling twerks of art phone tap. Hello? Hello, is this John Sanchez? Yes, how can I help you? John Sanchez! Urban Dictionary defines twerking as the rhythmic gyrating of the lower fleshy extremities in a lascivious manner um, with the intent to elicit sexual arousal hello? in one's intended audience. Who are you? My name is Rod Phillips. No, no one encapsulates the spirit of this dance better than no, us. No, 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 no. Do this timeless collection we call Twerks of Art. Get off my phone. I'm busy. I hear you expressing yourself right now, and that's funny because that's the song that's playing by Diplo. Bye. No, thank you. No, thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm about to drop a deuce. That's D-U-I-C-E, who had a smash twerk hit with Daisy Dukes in the mid-90s. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Are you a telemarketer? Are you a telemarketer? Let me take you to the ATL, where the Yin Yang Twins are from. They gave us some of the most important non-stop and booty popping around. Yeah. That is ghetto trash. $14.99 for the CD today. It's twerks of all. No, no, get that off my mouth. You don't like it? Do I sound like I like it? Do I sound like I want it? Are you from the ATL? Do I sound like I'm at the ATL? I'm sorry, I went to college. Hello? People from the ATL went to college, and some went for collagen injections to get a plumper dumper. Now, the Ying Yang Twins played with Pitbull on this track, Shake. You know Pitbull, right? No, but I wish I had a Pitbull for you right now. But that's just the beginning. The dynamic duo of Dunkin' Dunk encourages women all over the world to wear tight leopard print pants and shake it like a salt shaker. Do you know this song? Did somebody say ass? Right on the ass, ass. No ass, twerking ass, CD ass, would be complete without no. Vince John, who's got the whole sweet 16 wobbledy wobbling and acting inappropriately in his recent twerk anthem, Dance Ass. You're such a. Did you know, you know even the right. bulbous Nicki Minaj gets you in on know, the action, uh, demanding know. that you bust it open you in know. the islands of Waikiki? Well, you know, you can always whistle while you twerk. Get off my, I'm working. I'm working. Now, surely you like Bruno Mars, right? Yeah, I don't know, and big deal. Well, he sings the chorus on this twerk anthem, Bubble Butt. Do you remember Uchi Wally? I have kids in the house. This is a girl explaining to everyone that she knows how he worked her body. Hello? Let me see your fucking things. Speaking of. Here's Doo-Doo Brown. We're bringing it back to the forefathers of twerk. Uncle Luke from Two Live Crew. This quintessential twerk of art has a bootyful video to go along with the song. I'll tell you what. If you act now and buy twerks of art from us, we're going to throw in this bonus CD, Twerk in Overtime. 
This early 2000s twerk track was a dance floor smash and broke down the barriers of the booty pop. It made its way to every wedding and even made your drunk aunt look foolish. You're ugly, aren't you? You're ugly. That's why, that's why you're on the phone. Because you're shares a name with you, John. This is Lil John with the East Side Boy. Now, you want to play? Let's play the game. Play. Did you say play? You don't like it now, right? You don't like it now, right? Here comes play. It's David Banner. What's up? Did, did, did your mother not hug you as a kid? Were you sitting on your uncle's lap too long? He's just trying to get your body wet. What's your problem? Did you sit on your uncle's lap too many times? Too many showers for Uncle Joey? Huh? For Christmas, we got this great CD called Santa's Twerk Shop. Okay, I got you traced. No, you don't. I got... Yes, I do. I told you. You don't know who I am. Who are you? You gotta find out. I'm, keep talking. Go ahead. Don't mind if I do. Taking it back to the 90s. This is Rex in effect. Yeah, you're going to shake in a few, buddy. When I, when I find out where you are, I will be down there. Twerks of art. Twerking over time. And Santa's Twerk Shop. All three for $14.99. Turn the f- on. I got you, Trace. And finally, we put this juvenile song on here at the request of your brother because he says you're juvenile. What are you talking about? Are you hallucinating? What are you smoking? I'm telling you that you've been phone tapped. John, this is Scary Jones from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Your brother Frank's phone tapping you right now. Are you f***ing me? (laughs) Frankie called you? This is what he wanted to do to you as he caught his flight to the Bahamas. See, everything is jokes. Everything is jokes. Wait till Frankie comes back from the Bahamas. (laughs) Elvis Duran phone tap. Is it wrong that I want to order the 3D? No, three, I do too. The 3CD collection? Let's put it out there. Santa's Twerk Shop is my favorite. This phone tap was pre-recorded with permission granted by all participants. The Elvis Duran phone tap only on Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Free, free, free. The free money phone tap. All right, that was worth $1,000. If you want to win $1,000, thanks to our friends at Hyper Chiller. Be caller 100 now to win. 1-800-242-0100. For Elvis Duran in the Morning Show's free money phone tap entry info and rules, visit ElvisDuran.com. Keyword contests. I've been telling you, and it's true, my Samsung Galaxy S9 is fast. And I realized how fast it is because now I'm relying on it more than my own laptop. If I'm going to do things that I usually do on my laptop, like emailing, streaming TV shows, downloading music, whatever, it's faster on my phone if I want to quick get a picture of something. I get it. I don't lose it. And as soon as I want to show it to someone, I don't have to say, wait, 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 let me pull this up. Let me pull it up. It's just there. It's up to you to check it out for yourself, and then you'll believe me. So thanks to Samsung's S9, you're not going to wait for anything. This is a journey into sound A journey which along the way will bring to you Elvis Duran in the Morning Show Alright, look, you know what? I'm glad Greg T just walked in. We gotta talk to you. Is it true that you want to admit something right here? I want to admit something. You don't know how to dance. Oh my God, Elvis. You took the words out of my mouth. So you go to, a, let's say, a wedding or a whatever, and your wife, Trish, says, yes. come on, everyone else is dancing. Don't you know that feeling, Danielle, when you're sitting at the table and everyone's dancing but you? Yes. And you're like, well, maybe I should dance. You feel like a loser a little bit. Right. Like, I'm, okay, so recently I was at this wedding, and I was the last one at the table. Everybody up, everybody else had gone up, and they already were on the dance floor. So you're by yourself. You're the only one sitting at the wedding. And everybody's staring at me like, why is he not dancing? What's he, what's he doing? And it gets lonely. And I just said to myself, it's because, Greg T., you don't know how to dance. This is what I do when I go to the dance floor for any song. Okay. You name the song, Elvis, and I will do this. He does this. Okay. I I start snapping. 
right? Like this. And then I, I move my right it's foot like to left right foot. It's like right foot and then touch together. Left foot and then touch together. So and it's right together. And left. I bite my lip. The uh, white man overbite. Yeah, yeah right. And that's what you do. That's, that's what my dad my does. The deep knee bends. And then sometimes I get creative and I do a backwards one like this. Wow, look at that. <laughs> and I go backwards and frontwards. Wait, here's backwards the thing. and frontwards. Look, that's it. Look, I don't really like to dance at events either. Yeah. So what you do is you get out into the most crowded part of the of the dance floor yeah. and just kind of just move a little bit. You don't even have to move your feet. And you look like you, you fit in. No one's judging you on your moves. You, I feel so weird, like awkward, like somebody's looking at me. So I'm like... I move my shoulders. Oh my god! I think it's worse when you when you don't know what you're doing and you like put your whole body into yeah. it. That's when people go, "Oh boy, look at that one!" If you do. can't dance, don't dance. Yeah. Uh, but just move a little bit. Yes, producer Sam. See, I'm of the school of thought that everybody can dance. It's just moving and it's having a lot of fun. I've never seen someone look horrible on the dance floor and thought like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I have a, if I have a few drinks in me, I'll dance. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've seen me go crazy. Yeah, but you look, you have a good time out there. And I got rhythm. No, <laughs> Scary I, does the dance no. of the... Like well, at the club. I give Greg T dance. credit for at least trying. <laughs> I do the avoidance. As soon as the dance floor starts getting crazy, I slide to the back, try to find somebody at the bar, or just take a bathroom break and right. leave the room altogether. Well, see, you should participate. I will tell you about what I won't do at weddings What's and that? receptions. The organized dances, the the, the line dances. Chicken right. dance? Right. No, 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 not chicken dance. I mean, when they do the, like the. Macarena. Well, what, 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 so maybe, you know, come up to like closer to this year. The electric slide. They That's still do they that. Do at the the it's a classic. Yeah. The cha-cha slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I hate those. Because I never can do that. I, I need to do my own thing. <laughs> you want to follow my dance, then you're in. I don't know. So you, you admit you can't dance. Everybody in Trisha's family, they're all dancers, whether they're men, women, little kids, and it's just me. And I'm like, why did I have to find this woman in this family that all dances and I sit here? And then, you know, you always get like, Trisha's aunt will come over, Aunt Gert comes over and goes, come on, Gregory, let's go dance. So then there I am with Aunt Gert, and Aunt Gert is like, yay, you're doing great. And I'm like, this is more embarrassing. If Aunt Gert thinks you're doing well, it's you know. It's horrible for me. The worst thing that can happen at a wedding is the dance circle starts to form. Oh, and then they push you into the middle where you're you're in the middle being judged by about 40 people. And then the dance battle happens. Oh, the dance battle. Here's the thing. You go to these receptions. If you're going to go, you might as well have a little cocktail and have some fun. Yeah, of course. And that includes dancing. Well, you know, Great T, we're not judging you. We know you, you have no rhythm. And it's I have okay. none. It's okay. See, the thing is... That Does it make you less of a person? So <laughs> I'm, I'm also kind of marked because, you know, everybody there is like, you know, oh, that's Greg T from the Elvis Duran Morning Show. So what happens is they all think, well, Greg T's wild. He wants to be crazy. So just like Nate said, when they form that circle, who do you think they always put in this oh, middle? Wild, crazy, Greg <laughs> T. Yeah. Put Greg T in I got an right. idea. And I don't Okay, would you ever consider, (laughs) Gregory, would you ever consider taking dance lessons? (sighs) Would you? I don't know. I'm so nervous because I really just don't. Well, no, that, well that, that's how you get over nervousness. Yeah. I mean, you uh, go take some lessons and you it gives think, you it gives you the confidence to go out there and own the floor. You think that I can go from an absolute zero on a dance floor to at least a six on a dance floor with well, dance I, lessons? There are no guarantees, yeah. but at least at least it's uh, a it's, step in the right direction. Yeah. If you can make me half of a, you know, what are they? What's his name? Uh, Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're not going to get to that, I don't that even level. Know. Those people you are. don't need to do that. I'm telling you. First of all, 
only go to the dance floor if it's crowded, if it's right. packed. Okay. I have three more weddings to go to this year. Three more. And I'm dreading them. I start sweating. My suit is all sweaty. It's okay. I got a ring around the collar. I got nervous. You need a new shirt. Yeah. And, and look, you may want to dance like Fred Astaire. But right now, you, right. you you dance like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. There's nothing like cutting a rug, though. The, I know. The, the kids or, are or as we say rug. down south, boot scooting. Yeah. Oh. Why don't you go to YouTube and yeah. learn how to do like the shiggy dance or the stuff that's going on right now? I because mean, what's he, the shiggy? He should not be. You the don't know what to do. Kiki, do you love me? He's scary one? once again. He's scary. I don't want you to do that either because you would look like a fool Wait, if you did that. If I tried the shiggy challenge? If they go like this with the arms, that's Kiki, one? do you love me? That's, that's the, the backpack sh- kid dance. Oh, that's the backpack. Geez. You should do the Fortnite dances that all the kids that, are doing. Like watch, watch me. Watch. Fortnite dance? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. When I get when I get married, there is no dancing allowed. My son Preston taught me that. I don't want any of you to be dancing at my wedding. What? Because. Uh, well, I was going to hire a harpist. A lesson or two, sure. I guess, wouldn't hurt. I guess I Try can do it. a lesson or two. All right, that's fine. I'm so embarrassed, but okay. Speaking of wedding receptions. I think I enjoy those more than the actual wedding. <laughs> That's yeah. the party. Everybody likes the well, party better. What if you did this? Maybe I should think it through this way. You should have a party. In the middle of the party, you stop down, get married, and get back to the party. Oh, that's a good I idea. That's a one of those. Can you do that for your wedding? Well, I'm, we're, we're still trying to figure it out. That would be awesome. I actually went to one of those, and I was the plus one, so I didn't know the groom and bride personally. So I went up to this guy at the you know party, yeah. and I told him how good he looks, and his response was, I hope so. I'm getting married today. Oh, God. Okay, well, there is that. <laughs> But why do we have to turn it into? Um, look, I know for religious reasons, if, if you're very, if you're a very spiritual in, in that regard, I can see why you'd want to have the ceremony in yeah. the church, and then you want to separate it usually with the parties mm-hmm. uh, elsewhere. But I th- you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be that religious at my wedding. I don't think so. I really think it'll be like party, party, party. Get married, get married, get married. And back to the party. That's hey, I like that. Back right. to the guests. Great. Yeah. Combine it with the cutting of the cake or something. Just, uh, you know, cut the cake at the same time well, you then, exchange then, the Then vows. why do we have to have a cake? Right. Let, you know what I'm saying? I want to just break it all. I want to change all the rules. Well, what are you I'm going to have? have a, I'm going to have a wedding pie. Oh, my. A wedding <laughs> cobbler. I think a wedding cookie. A we- big old <laughs> wedding cookie. <laughs> a wedding ambrosia. <laughs> hey, I have a question. So it's, weddings are expensive. So if you, I was thinking about this, if you had to cut someone from the guest list from the show and not invite them, who would it be? I'll, I'll just leave now. I think it's the per- no, I think it's the person you've known the least amount of time. So would that be Nate? Or would that be? I think it might be. Nate. I, I, I could not. I could not cut anyone from that. <laughs> Nate, I would. I would cut it myself before I would cut out one of you guys. <laughs> I mean, but does the wedding party have to be my work friends? Can it, it just be people I know from outside? No, I'm just, yeah, yeah, no. You can have anybody in your wedding party. <laughs> of course, I'm going to invite you. Invited me to your wedding, Garrett. You invited me to your yeah. wedding. Wait, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Great tea. I went to your wedding. Yeah, well, I didn't have one yet. Yeah, sorry, you're out. <laughs> William, pop the question. I've, 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 so, well, okay, let's talk about it. Samantha, are you getting married anytime? Have you guys talked about it? Yeah, we talk about it. We both want to. It's just we're not there Good. yet. But do you, know it's, do you know it's each other, though? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about Nate? Talks. Oh, Nate. God, yeah. Do you about talk it. about it? Yeah. With that girl you live with? What's her name again? Heather. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Hey, Scary, how you doing on... <laughs> I'm doing just fine do right here. Right? Scary, do you talk about no, it? No. no. We talk- Does she talk about it? You know, Scary's been standing behind me for 22 years. 
Does he have to stand behind me at my wedding? Yes. <laughs> By the way, every time we bring up Scary getting married, it turns into a very uncomfortable thing. And, and Scary's not the only one in the world who is just not, you know, putting mm-hmm. marriage in the top 100 things to get done. Right. And so, you know, there are many people listening right now who talking about a wedding other than attending a wedding is just not in their their, yeah. their lives. And I that mean, makes sense. It's true. We just like to mess with Scary because it's funny. I will say one thing. He gets very nervous. He, start, does, he, he starts sweating. The other day, the listeners don't know we talked about it and he edited out of the conversation. Wait, you edited out? It was on the 15-minute morning uh, show. Wait, is that why it was only 13 minutes That's long? That's why it was only 13 minutes long. You edited out two minutes of conversation that you felt uncomfortable about? Yes, because it was rapid-fire questions. I, it was like I was like sent to the wall and everybody was given like machete and everyone was just firing at me. It was web girl Kathleen who brought it up. I she started believe. it all. Yes, Garrett. So we we were wanting to talk about your engagement and we didn't get to it. What Scary was doing was he was deflecting and we were talking about other things. So I said, I know what he's doing. He doesn't want to talk about it. And then from there, that's where, you know, it all hit the fan. Kathleen right. started and it. So <laughs> the vote is you started, you instigated a little problem. I talking did. about marriage with Scary. I did instigate it. And Scary's giving me a look right now like he's going to murder no. Me? Oh, he's not going to. You have the safety of me. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I was just upset because it's like I'm sitting well, no, there taking but, it. But you edited out two minutes from the 15-minute morning show podcast. You made... people of two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel terrible now that I've even said that. Oh, my God. Well, don't worry about it because he's going to edit this out, too. Yeah, he's going to edit this out, too. So, Scary, I'm sorry. I don't mean to push your buttons, but it, you did deflect, and that's why we went back to it. Hey, listeners, if you don't hear this, let us know. Oh, my God. Well, that makes no sense whatsoever. I just see, I, now I know why he's upset. This is exactly how it turned. No, in. really, you guys are taking this down the road. Okay, wait, here's the thing: when it comes to people like Scary and a billion people out there in this world who are not ready to get married, who maybe they think about it but they're not ready to go there. When you put pressure on it, that's just not fair because they're not walking in the same on the same path as you. True, it's not fair. Scary's on a very different path than most people, and that's fine. No, not most people. There are a lot no, of people like Scary. Not just with marriage, with lots of things. Well, other things. Maybe. But scary discriminate against me too because they should not. Well, here's why: because when I get invited to weddings and there's limited space, they're like, "Oh no, it's only for uh, you plus a, uh, if you have a spouse." So uh, plus ones are not allowed. Well, that happened to me recently. But that's there's nothing wrong with that. I was invited to a wedding by myself, and I'm like, "Well, I have a girlfriend," and they're like, "Nope, you're not married." Mm, see, you I, have to understand that weddings are very expensive and you have to try to figure out where you can cut costs and if that's how they were cutting costs you have to respect that well i know but what you're what you guys are saying is a relationship is only a is only strong enough for a wedding invite is if if you're married. I don't think that's fair. There are but, people there are people who go through lives with partners who never get yeah, married. Yeah, and I wouldn't do that, but maybe that's how the person who invited you looks at it. Well, who was it? Um, oh, no, don't do that. Don't I can't say. Who was it? We'll edit it out. We know this person. We'll edit it out. Sometimes people use the the judgment. If you live with that person, then that other, yeah. then your significant other has to be invited. But if you don't live with them, yeah. then it's not so not a guarantee. If you move in next time, you get the invite. Hey, Scary, when are you going to move in with Robin? Oh, my God. <laughs> actually, you know, actually. Here's the thing. We live in a world where relationships aren't just one thing. They're different things for different people. And to sit here and discriminate against someone because they don't live together, 
Well, I don't think that's. I don't think that's very fair. I, I don't think it no, is. No, that's only judging someone off of what you understand from a personal level. Like just because I'm not in that boat doesn't mean it's perfectly. It's a huge boat for other people. Like just because I'm not with you, scary personally, you do you, boo boo. <laughs> Look, you know, I, I lived in a world where I was never ever allowed to get married. It was illegal. Right. So then I'm discriminated against because well, you're not married. Well, I can't. Well, now I can, and I am, but it doesn't mean that it's not, not fair. But not everybody wants to get married. Oh, I'm sorry. Who said that? I did. I wasn't the one who started the poop storm. That was Kathleen. I did hey, start the poop storm. Hey, poop stormer. I, I'm just a poop storm chaser. You are. Anyway. This has been fun. We love you, Scary. I love you guys, too. No, you don't. Not enough to marry us. Oh, shit. Oh. The official Twitter account of Elvis, at Elvis Duran. Hit up Twitter and follow him now. This is Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. LifeLock now includes the power of Norton Security for more protection against cyber threats in today's connected world. Join at LifeLock.com. Use promo code Elvis for an extra 10% off of your first year plus a $25 Amazon gift card with annual enrollment. Terms apply. All you want to do is talk, talk. Hello, lady. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. So once again, uh, we're posting pictures of us. On uh, Instagram, yeah. and there's Nate wearing these shorts once again. That the, the, the nut hugger thing is. I don't know. I think. Wait, I, it, let me ask you: Is your body built uh, into some weird way? <laughs> I, don't I don't know what's Elvis, happening. Look it's at like, this. <laughs> as I get older, my body is starting. And I don't know, Greg T. Maybe yeah. uh, scary. Maybe you guys can help me out. Does your body start to like? Just disproportionately, like gravity is pulling yeah, you. Yeah. It's, it's like my body is not the way it used to be, and so things are popping up where they shouldn't pop oh, up or drooping. Haven't popped up before. No, Nate, your pants are too tight. Well, I think I'm putting on weight. You all right. Need, well, no, no, no. Crotch? But keep in mind, Daniel. To be, <laughs> to be fair, everyone's body is is built differently, yeah. and his is built in a way where it shoves his. His yeah. his eggs forward. Up forward. <laughs> his eggs are coming forward. Well, I usually keep my legs pretty close together, so I guess that pushes it more forward. Right? I guess. In this, but see, in this picture, your legs are actually apart. I feel I judged by your crotch in that photo. Well, I'll say I'll say this: my butt has been getting bigger. Let me see. It has been. But you've been working out, so that's a good your thing. Your butt looks so, good. But yeah, my Do butt, looks great. butt looks good. Yeah, but the fact that, looks let me ask good. you this. What's wrong with having a big old bulge no, in the front? Look, th- there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm looking at the picture of all the other guys on this show, and everyone's pants are like a nice size on them, and Nate, I feel like Nate always buys shorts one size smaller so that he can show it off. All right, here's what I'll say. Because I think you're onto something there, but I don't think it's on purpose. Is because I like my clothes a little form fitting, and when I purchase form fitting clothes and then I put on a little bit of weight, they right. become extra form. No, I know so, that. I know so that. my butt's a little bigger in the back, okay. making it a little tighter. So I it totally pushes understand. to the front. Yeah. I understand because I lost a lot of weight, bought some clothes, then I gained a little weight, yeah, and now, yeah, now I we, can't button them anymore. We all have that problem, but since I don't have a penis, that doesn't show on me. The problem. <laughs> With you, Nate, is you shouldn't be buying shorts at Gap Kids. I'm not shopping at Gap Kids. I mean, it might look like it, but... He likes his shirts tight, too, though. Yeah, you know, I do that. like the shirts tight. Anyway, so now, as embarrassing as this sounds, <laughs> uh, it wasn't long ago uh, I put the request on my Instagram saying, hey, 
ask us anything you want. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a great time with it. So Great T says, I'm going to do it too. So you you put the request out there for everyone to see. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to step it up. And, and I just felt like, I bet you that there are absolute deep questions that our audience that's been with us such a long time that they really want to know. And right. I just said, look, don't beat around the bush. Like, come out and just ask it. So I compiled a list of, I think there's close to 100 questions. And wow. uh, here's what I've gotten from uh, the past couple of days. Well, here okay. we go. Danielle, yeah. when you start gagging, is that real Ugh. or is it just a fake on-air thing? P.S. It cracks me up. I wish it was It was fake. It's not fake. It's real and they do it on purpose because they know I'm going to do it. So they're like, oh, let's put this smelly food in front of her because we know no, it's going to No, it doesn't happen. take food. It's just a thought. She, right. You mean to watch, you want to watch uh, me make her gag? No, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So not only is the mayonnaise warm, yeah. but it's about to be dropped on your tongue with this spoon. Mm. The hot, warm mayonnaise. Here, there it goes. Here it goes. <laughs> there it is. It's a gag. That is real. That is real. Yes. Danielle, everybody. Absolutely. Okay, you can stop now. No, don't, don't, oh, don't throw up. No, no, don't throw up. Uh, put, hate the, you. put the trash can down. Uh, so no, that is very real. That's disgusting. All right. Uh, question: What is everyone's favorite Disney character? Oh, pff, who cares? Next. Uh, Maleficent. Uh, and really? Jack Skellington. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right. What celebrity have you had that has really changed your mindset or has given you new perspective? I will tell you, Pharrell. Ooh. I love Pharrell. Uh, that was a while good. back, though. Anyone else? I like. I really liked Michael Bublé because he came and brought donuts for us just because. Yeah. I always say Enrique Iglesias because he, he said to us once, my dad always told me that you're no better than, the let's say, the garbage man, that everybody is equal, and that's why I treat everybody the same way. And I always kept that in my mind that, that that's just the kind yeah. of guy he is. Yep. Very good. Such a sweetie. Question. Uh, do you get to choose which sponsors you do campaigns for? And part two, do any of you write your own jokes or are they always written by Brody? <laughs> the answer, number one, yes, we get to choose who we do sponsorships for. And number two, no, Brody does not write all of our jokes. Just some of them. Uh, but for me, he does. He writes all my jokes. <laughs> I wrote that question. <laughs> there you go. When Elvis retires one day, have show members had secret conversations about who would be the spinoff show and who wouldn't? Oh, how funny. Okay. Uh, Have you guys decided what show will be here after I decide to walk out that door? I know the Brooklyn boys would love to sit in no, that chair. I, I actually, we've had this conversation yeah. that uh, and in case of emergency, pull, uh, you know, break glass. Would management trust the rest of us to, to just kind of form our own show? No. I say no. Or do we need no. to bring in a new leader? I'm going open a shoe store. I don't know about the rest of you people. <laughs> I'll tell you, my, my real thought, a legitimate thought, is that, you know, when the show comes to a close, who knows when that, whenever that is, I don't believe that, you know, management's going to go, okay, uh, next show is going to be blah, blah, blah from the morning show, and then without Elvis. I think that management, honestly, is going to go, let's let things breathe. They're just going to play music for a while, and then they're going to bring in a brand new team. I don't believe it's actually going to be like a spinoff See, I don't from this that. show. I don't believe that. You don't I, think we all have value? I, I'm not not saying that i just don't i think that the audience needs to like let things breathe i think that they're going to want to have something familiar for the audience so maybe they'll keep one person or two people because they just want them to feel a little bit comfortable going into the so new which show. one of you which oh, one of you will stay I don't Danielle know. would stay no. right. knowing that elvis abandoned them he would want i'm not gonna abandon you I'm yeah. kidding, me, I'm when kidding. it's time for me to go it, it's it's my decision but what right. you're not thinking about is i'm never retiring oh there so, you go but when i leave here i'll go do another show somewhere else and i'll be inviting some people to go with Oh, me. yeah. Oh. I hope I'm on the list. Can I do it via Skype? <laughs> <laughs> From where? Yeah. 
Uh, question, when was the last time the lawyers had to be called over something that was said on the air? <laughs> Five minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, have, we had, have we called lawyers lately? Uh, no, like nothing that's been said on the air. Uh, the stuff that's happened off the air. Uh, stuff that's happened contesting. Yeah. But we, we, we came out clean. Yep. We didn't do anything wrong. Nope. Uh, with the recent end to the Wheel of Games. Yeah. What are some bits for the show that you guys would like to see come back? Or what are some uh, that are best left in the past? Well, <laughs> the Wheel of Games. We'll leave that in the past. Oh, Anything we used to do that we want to do again? Oh, I got one. What? It was from the Wheel of Games into butt crack. Into butt crack. <laughs> that yeah. never butt crack. That did not go nah. well. That's the game where Great T pooped all over the studio. Right, right, right. Uh, who is the one Elvis Duran Morning Show member that Elvis can't stand? Mm. What, who makes him lose it the most when you're off the air? I'll leave. I'm going. There answers your question. Absolutely no. That the answer is I don't think you guys know the answer. There is there Get is out. one person I have the least amount of patience for right now. And it's not me. I'm not going to say. It's not Greg T. <laughs> have you ever felt like you were destined for failure? Every day. Every morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> I I I um I often did. I, I did not know where I was going to go with my life, and I did think, um, you know, what am I going to end up doing? So I kind of got lucky doing this. You know, being a jackass, I'm, I'm pretty good at it, and I get paid. Really, you had doubts about your life before radio? I did. Yeah, I, I just huh. um, you know, when when college was getting ready to wrap up, I was sitting there in the fraternity house, just wondering, really, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? What am I qualified to do? I don't know if I got anything out of college. Really, I spent so many drunken days and high times at the fraternity house, I kind of really lost track of, of that I needed to set myself up for something in the future. A perfect candidate for radio. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Uh, have right. any of you ever been robbed by knife or gunpoint? Oh, no. Neither. No. <laughs> the day is young. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my car broken into, but that's yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. How often do you get recognized in public? Oh. Oh. A lot. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Like four or five times a night. Oh, at night, <laughs> only at night, not at the day. Listen, in his apartment. Yeah. Well, Elvis, you know you're on television a lot. Do you get recognized much more now that you're? Yes, on, you do, right? Yeah, but I don't talk about it. I no, mean, no, who no, cares? But, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like pff, I'd rather people recognize us because we do a radio show than anything else. Mm. What really goes on backstage at a concert? All right, we all have opinions on this. Oh. You start, Danielle. It's bo- first of all, it's. Chaos, total chaos, and all people do is push you out of the way because they pretend that you're in the way when I don't think you really are. Everyone wants to go backstage. Uh, I'm telling you, it's just the worst place to be. It's just hard. It's not fun, and you're not going to really meet anybody because most times they just rush the person to the stage and rush the person off the stage. And push us out of the way. Anyone else want to add to this backstage thing? It's dangerous. I almost punched Demi Lovato in the face when she came to give you a kiss last time. I was flailing. (laughs) There is a a lot of people smoking pot back there. Yeah, that's true. You will catch a glimpse, I guess, of a celeb here and there. But I think for the most part, it's a lot of union workers moving equipment, you know? Yeah, all saying, get out of the way. (laughs) Right, get out of the way, right. All right, uh, is there one thing that you do on your personal time that nobody would believe you do? Ooh. I think we know each other well enough to know what we do. Yeah. Don't we? Sure we do. Ooh, this is this sounds like a this is a little trouble here. Do we have some secret lives going on that we're not talking about? Anyone? Do we? I get a feeling that someone's living a life that they're not sharing about. Nate. Well, what am I doing? You murder people. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we we know that T. All right, who in the room is the cheapest? Brody. 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 I'm not cheap. I'm frugal. And Scotty B. Scotty B's not in the room to def- to not defend himself. <laughs> He's cheap. When this morning show comes to an end, who will you most likely stay in contact with, and who will you not? Oh, mm. oh. 
That's, that's so sad. That's a horrible question. <laughs> that's a terrible question. Well, I know, but you don't know till you get there. Look, take it from me. I've moved around from city to city in so many years, and I had best, best friends in each city. But when it was time to move mm-hmm. on to another city, good intentions are there, and you're like, oh, we're going to stay good friends, and you really don't. You move on, and right. you have a new life, and it's just the way life is. See, I've told people on the show the same thing almost. I said, look, I, I'm not probably going to, I'm probably not going to stay in touch with everybody. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm just going to kind of go on my own and that'll be it. You'll hear like legend, the legend of Greg T. I think I saw him no, somewhere. You, you know when we'll, you'll hear from us when you put that book out and you trash us all. Yeah, that's right. That's when you're going to hear when from us. When the fit hits the shan. It's going to be a great yeah. book. It'll be awesome. Great. Can't wait to read that. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you really like the music you play on your station? Yes. Yes. hundred uh, percent. I do. I love what? it. I love it. Well, I mean, well, great to you like old man music. And he I, likes country music. Too. I do like he country. country. I, I like, like oh, I like country music, but you also you want to hear like old well, music. ACDC is pretty cool, you know. Oh my gosh. I like uh, that. Okay, here's a question: Were any of you good students in high school? Oh, I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Not me. I was a role model student. I, was a, I wasn't. You weren't. So Garrett, we were. Uh, what letter? C minus. I was a C student. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. School school was boring to me, and even though I do. Understand the importance of school. I'd, it wasn't for me. I was just bored. Yeah, a I lot was of people a, like that. I was too smart for school. <laughs> <laughs> have, er, have any of you ever uh, gotten a sexual disease? No. Nate? No. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check. Let me check. <laughs> Can you name just one intern you have by name? Scary. <laughs> um, we have... Um, all right. Is there Jillian out there somewhere? Okay. <laughs> hey. too? She was five internships ago. <laughs> well, wasn't it Amy that came and helped me this morning? Amy. Uh, yes. Sure, Elvis, yeah. <laughs> it was Amy. It was Amy, you yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> Butthole. <laughs> Fart knocker. <laughs> my, my son thinks fart knocker is funny. Toad smoker. Turd cutter. They're my favorite right now, the chode smokers. It was intern Amy that helped me get into the building this morning because I forgot my card. Yeah, I remember the intern names. Uh, speaking of interns, the king of all interns, it's Brody. I just want to say for people listening, there's this impression that people have about interns that we send them to do dirty work and we, we poop on them. We don't care about them. Because they'll always text in, oh, have the intern clean up Greg T's poop. No. Have the intern, Have the intern go get your drugs from the store. We treat them very well. Yeah. And we know their names. And we, they're part of the family here. I just, p- people must have terrible internships in their lives. They must. They all assume we should get interns, into that, by well, the way. Yeah. How, how bad was your internship? Yeah. Our interns are treated better than we are. Uh, yeah, because I interned here. And I remember how I was treated at times by certain individuals that are no longer here. So I got stories. The Brooklyn Boys Podcast. With Skiri and Brody. That's me. No, no, with Brody and Skiri. I'm Skiri. You're Brody. It's the Brooklyn Boys Podcast, but it's not about Brooklyn. It's about us. We're from Brooklyn. We talk about everything. And we debate a lot of things. We don't debate. We debate everything. Stop yelling. I'm not yelling. You are. You're getting loud. Now, Brooklyn Boys Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. My Samsung Galaxy S9 is fast. Now I can pull up all the things that are important to me, like my pictures, things I want to send to friends. And as soon as I want to take a picture, boom, camera up. Don't have to fumble and find it. So when I'm living my life, I can pull it up faster with my S9. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. All right, all right. Time for some music. Yeah. 
So Danielle, this uh-huh. guy's tenage. <laughs> yeah. Look at him out there. He's so he's our he's our buddy. I love him. It's so fantastic, and we'll talk to him about this in a few moments. It, it's fantastic to hear the stories behind how artists start and how they get to where they are and how they're going to get to where he wants to be. Of course, Tanaj is not a household name yet, but wait till you hear this voice. Wait till you hear this. You've heard it. Oh, he's he's amazing. All right. He you'll, really is. You'll know more about him when we talk to him in a second, but first, listen to him saying, this is Tanaj. If I can fall into the sky, you think time would pass us by, because you That was awesome. Wow, that's Thank you. amazing. Thank you, guys. Does she I appreciate know that it. you do it better than her? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I've never spoken to her. I, I mean, maybe we should do like a rendition together. Maybe. Yeah. No, sh- 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 you don't need her. We should have like battling pianos downtown square. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Let me just tell you my Stenage story. Okay. Uh, it was a year and a half, two years ago. And I went to, a, I think it was a Republic Records showcase yeah. where they brought their yeah, artists yeah. out. And I, it was a late night. I was I was about to leave. I had to I had to go home. And someone said, "No, you really should stay and listen to this Stenage." I'm like, uh, "Great, I'll I'll listen to it later. I gotta <laughs> right. go." I'll, I think what I said, "I'll listen to her later." Hey, <laughs> so no, it's a wow. Heat. I didn't know. Stenage. I didn't know who you were. <laughs> so uh, I was walking out, and you started performing, and it was unbelievable. I walked back in yeah. and I sat there and watched you do this incredible set. I didn't know that. Oh, absolutely. I was leaving. Your voice, I mean, you did a lot of, you know, up-tempo stuff, and you, this, you're, just, ah, don't get me started. Thank you. My nipples are so Thank hard. Thank you. Hey, yeah, I, I see him through the shirt. He actually <laughs> came in the next day, and I remember him saying, you gotta listen to this artist, and then, yeah. we, we, you know, we played you. Literally, the, the, yeah. next, the next day, everybody's like, like, waking me up, I'm getting like a hundred phone calls, and they're like, turn on Z100, turn on Z100, and, and I turned it on right when you started uh, crying. And then and then Danielle was like, Danielle's like, obviously I haven't seen you cry. And then the first thing I hear that comes out of your mouth is like, listen, Sinaj, don't get a big head. <laughs> You're like, don't get cocky wherever you are. <laughs> okay, let me explain myself. You know, I'm Scottish, I cry. Yeah, okay. But, you know, in this business that we're in, we are so fortunate to be touched by the art of so many incredibly talented people yep. who not only can hit notes, but they sing from their soul. And it's a, it, just as an artist can sit in front of a canvas and create this mm-hmm. artwork and we can throw it on the wall, I consider our show a gallery of yeah. the art that yeah. people like yeah. you put up there. And it, it, it makes me weep. Hey. Anyway, so I think you're awesome. Thank you. Thank big you, guys. Seriously. and Big ego stenage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, my head barely fit through the door. But l- listen, first thing I need to say before I even continue, is the fact that every single day, every day from first grade to graduating high school um, until I moved to L.A. was 
Elvis Duran and Z Morning Zoo going to really? school. Wow. Every single day from the phone taps. I used to be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little late for class this morning because this phone tap is just ridiculous. Like every day and the fact that I'm sitting here is the craziest. Like I live up the street. I'm in Westchester. Right. Like I'm born and raised in Westchester. Yeah. I went to school in Westchester. Like you guys, <laughs> like this is That's kinda wild. Yeah. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. But wait, but let's talk about your childhood and growing up listening to our show. Did you ever imagine that one day your music would be on the radio? Oh, man. Well, I know seriously, like what did you what was it in your in your youth, Stanage, that made you want to sit in front of a keyboard and perform for people? Like where did that yeah. come from? Where does that come from? Well, I mean, it's literally in my family. Like, everybody in my family sings. They do some kind of, you know, instrument. My sister sings and plays the violin. My other brother uh, did drums. My other brother, singer and piano. I think because I was the uh, baby slash accident child. Because they're, they're, you know, they're all older than I am. My, my brother in the room back there, he's actually turning 41. Wow. Look at that, oh. right? So you're the spoiled. Brat. So I'm you're like, I like. They paved the way for me. They're like, okay, we're not gonna, we're not, we can't do it. But um, but literally, when I was a kid, they they were always so supportive of me actually trying to do it. And it was always actually Albanian music that I was singing. It really wasn't. I wasn't singing English music that much until like actually high school. You should have stuck with that because the Albanian music scene is huge <laughs> it, here. In New Albanian York. folklore is popping. Yeah. I know that they have a big radio station yes. here somewhere. Where yeah. is that? Sing, sing yes. me an Albanian song. Come on. Oh man. Really lost my breath there. I haven't taken Albanian in so long. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's so cool. It's so beautiful, though. It's like it's like almost like a like a yodel slash, uh, I don't know. It's like chromatic like scales. Yeah, because yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you grew up in this musical house. I grew I grew up in this musical house and. We're with parents, I'm assuming, who encourage this. Yeah. You, know, ah, you need to go get a yeah. job in a tall building in the city. <laughs> you want to know? It's funny. So my whole family does construction, right? And uh, I remember when I was like. For the first time, again, I'm like the accent child. So my dad is actually like 73, 74. Mm -hmm. And my brothers were almost like my dad, like oddly enough. They were like the ones that I would go to if I, you know, want to ask for something, right? So I remember I sat down at my brother Mark and I'm like, listen, I don't think I want to go to college. I think I want to do, you know, music. And it's crazy because I knew my dad came here with nothing. I'm a child of immigrants, right? He came here with nothing, worked his butt off for me to, you know, for all of us kids to do something with our lives, right? And, and you know, go to college and get a great job, this, is that. So I was like, what the hell? I'm going to tell, tell my dad, who's been, like, slaving away all these years, like, uh, I want to go sing. Like, to me, I was so scared because I didn't know what was going to happen, right? And I go to my brother. I'm like, listen, I want to do this. And before my brother told my dad, he was like, are you sure? This is a big thing. And I'm like, yeah. I would wake up every single morning, and it was something new. But, like, one morning it would be... A microphone and then like right next to it it would be a pair of plumber's pliers and he'll and I'd, there would always be a note and he'd be like choose one for the rest of your life and then there would be like a microphone or like a blowtorch right because it's like everybody does construction in my family like that's that's it's like there was no other option it's like I would love a blowtorch you know what I mean <laughs> only on a Sunday so cool <laughs> and um and then I was like listen I want to do it and I and I spoke to my dad and he's like listen I didn't work my butt off for you to you know for you to be forced into something else. He's like, I worked my butt off for you to do what you love to do. And, you know, that was my goal is to be able to have my kids do what they love. 
Wow. And That's once awesome. I heard that, I was like, I was biting my fist. I was like, you're the MVP, dad. Aww. I was like, you're the MVP. So I think it was since then, um, you know, I drove to California from New York, packed up my car, which was an intense five day drive. Right. Um, I was living at the, uh, the Azul Inn motel in Santa Monica. Sounds sexy. It was, yeah. it was, oh, it was sexy. All right. It was, it was something. <laughs> um, and so, how long ago was that? That was maybe like three years ago. Right. That was like probably a year before I met you. So this is not an overnight thing. I oh, mean, no. Just keep in mind, we met you two years ago. Yeah. And you're, you're still like, but you're, even, you're still working your ass off to, to make it work. Even know? that, because I was working in New York too. I was singing in every karaoke bar, every open mic in New York and Literally, I was under 21, so I'm sneaking into these places. When I was in L.A., I was going through the kitchen through, like, this little karaoke bar to try to go and sing. And it was so brutal because I'm singing in front of three drunk guys who are there after work, and nobody really cares. Like, you know what I mean? So it was almost, like, dejecting. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Well, when did you finally get someone's attention that, that mattered? Um, so I was singing at—this is a true story, actually— Hand to God, I'm I'm at the Azul Inn, and we've been singing at karaoke bars and open mics for maybe two, three months. And I'm getting super dejected, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm singing in front of like three people a night like at a drunk karaoke yeah. bar because I didn't know anybody in L.A. I didn't know what to do. And then my brother's like, please, tonight, let's, like, let's just go out tonight, just you and me, you know, no pressure, just sing a song, who cares? And I was like adamant that I didn't want to go. And he literally, him right there, he would not let me not go. He was like, dress up. Like, I'm not going to let you sit down and be like sad and mope around. He's like, you got, you said you want to do it. You're going to do it. And we went to this, uh, like karaoke bar slash open mic kind of thing in North Hollywood. And I'm in there and I, and I sing right. And in the back, I'm a big basketball fan. I see a, the point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks, Brandon Jennings. And he, um, he's there. I don't know what it was. It was like someone's birthday or something. And he's just randomly at this place, like just r the most random thing ever. And he posts a video of me singing that night, right? Him and his, uh, his girlfriend at the time. And then I wake up, I went to bed that night with like 3000 followers. I wake up the next morning with like 25,000 followers. And I'm like, wait, what the hell just happened? Yeah, what did I do last wow. night? You know what I mean? I'm like, did I drink that much? <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, so it was like a little, it was like, that was a snowball that went like down Mount Everest. Right. Because from that, this person saw it on Instagram, this person saw the video on Instagram, this person saw it on Instagram. And now I'm singing the same song in Drake's living room. Yeah. Was Drake home? Drake was home. <laughs> yeah. It was like I'm breaking into his house. I'm like, uh, excuse I think it's me. A fair question. No, he was home, and 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 then from that, literally, uh, Kim Kardashian's uh, makeup artist, he uh, he shows her a video of me singing, and then she posts it, and then and then Chris Brown posts it, and then uh, Justin Bieber came to my. Uh, open mic night that I had uh, at the W in Hollywood. And then E Hollywood News was like, Justin Bieber visits artist friend Stenage. So this is how this it, is it worked for right? you. I mean, it's not like this for everyone. No. But oh, hold on. I, I had never even been in a music studio yet. Like, I hadn't recorded a song yet. Wow. So all of this is happening. All the record labels are calling. All of this is happening while I'm at the Azul Inn, and I haven't even, <laughs> I've never recorded a song. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, what is happening, right? So... Like, 
nonstop. And there's like so many little stories, like just random, random stories. Like I'm getting a pit fire in North Hollywood, like this little corner place, right? And right behind me, taps on my shoulder. Jealous is the biggest song in the country, and it's Nick Jonas. He's like, dude, you have a great voice. Like, let's catch up. We should go and have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, after a while, you just don't. It's like, where are the cameras? I'm having having dinner at his house. (laughs) I'm like going up the elevator into his apartment. It's like one of those. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, Haley Steinfeld's in there. She's like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, all this stuff. And I'm meeting all these people. And I'm like, dude, they're like, oh, like, do you have any music? And I've I've never recorded a song. Right? So, I mean, did anyone ever look at you and go, wait a minute, you're a scam, man? Literally, literally, my family, my family calls me Forrest Gump because like the luckiest things right. that can happen, knock on wood or wherever it is. Well, no, but these happen. These things happen for a reason. The universe is smiling at you. Yeah. Obviously, you deserve it, or you owe the universe big time. Big time. I don't know what it is. All I know is that it's. I'm super, super lucky, super grateful because it, it just, it just kept happening. And I mean, it's luckily. I mean, I'm here. Like even this to me. And I don't want to sound like, oh, gosh, he's trying to be nice. Like, this is insane that I'm here. I look at this the same way as Brandon Jennings being at the karaoke bar and taking the video. How wild. By the way, you're listening to Stenage. He performed a few minutes ago. We're about to play. uh, What are we going to play in a second? Uh, Dirty Mind. Oh, Dirty Mind. You've got work to do. You you still have heads to turn. You have you you haven't sold out a stadium yet. Oh yeah. This is on. This is your plan. So what's what's next? What Stanage is going to do? What next? And what can we do to assist? Oh man. Um. I mean, you guys are just having me here today. Is is like seriously like on my list of dreams come true. This is right up there with you know my biggest goals when I started this was like I want you know. One of my first goal, number one, was sell out Madison Square Garden. Like okay, we can do that. Like being in New York, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> being in New York, I was like, I've I've always like, I don't care if I'm doing stadiums, if I'm doing you know Wembley ninety thousand a night. Like, what I, is it about Madison Square Garden? Because every artist says yeah. that it's the magic. It really is. Like I know it sounds. It's really just a big square building with a stage. No, at the end of the day, the it, it is. Di- once you get inside, yeah, because when you look from the outside, it kind of looks just like. It's just like another building in the yeah, city, it's not right? A very attractive yeah, yeah. building. No. But once you get inside, there's something that happens. And I think since I was going there, because you know, I was, you you go to Knicks games when you're eight years old, you know, nine years old. So I think for me, it's more of that like sentimental thing, um, and and just the magic itself. So it was always Madison Square Garden, uh, Z100, and winning Grammy Award. Right. So wow. right, one out of three. All right, there you go. So right now, I'm literally like. Because you're asking me, you know, what's next and what, what do I have to do? Every day I'm in the studio recording, uh, I have to keep putting out songs because, you know, I'm, I've, I've garnered all these fans, right? That, that, you know, were fans of mine, be, again, before I ever recorded a song, right? You know, when I signed my record deal, I think I had 300 and something thousand followers without any songs out. And that was just that was, what a that scam, was, man. That was all from like from people posting me. When Chris Brown posted me that night, I woke up and and literally it was like ten hours later. I had I think it was seventy six thousand more followers. Right? How many followers do you have on Instagram today? Today I have four hundred and ten. 
410,000. Not yeah. 410. <laughs> yeah. I know, but you know what? I just... I, I, I mean, it's not the biggest number in the world, but but I think no. for, for for me, it's like for a scam artist like you, yeah. you know what I mean. For someone who hadn't even recorded a note. your pockets. <laughs> um, where's my watch? Yeah. When it was still, I I'm so proud of you, and I, you. I I want to like we. I want to just remind everyone we're on the we're on the 50 yard line in this game, so we we're gonna watch you, we're gonna be mm. here for you. And uh, I can't wait till you sell yeah. out your first Madison Listen. Square Garden concert. It's and not going to be this go. year. Thank you. It's thank not going to be this year. You, thank you. So it's, it's not going to be this year, and 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 it, it is our hard, a lot of hard work. And you know, when it happens, I know I, I have a bunch of artist friends that have told me, like, uh, you know, I was in Miami with Sean Mendez, right? And and I was telling him, you know, I was venting to him and telling him all this stuff, and he was like, dude, when it happens, like it happens. Like it, he's like, just keep going. Don't worry about it. Like. It just happens. The same thing, you know. We're we're good family friends with Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. and they're like, when it happens, it happens. So for me, I'm just like, keep my head down because we were there with working. them when yeah. it happened for yeah. them. Because we knew both Dua Lipa and Shawn Mendes yeah. before From they the had beginning. they had yeah. three, before they had three hundred thousand followers. Yeah, absolutely. And look at them now. It yeah. happened. Well, congratulations, Thank tonight. You. Before we play your song, I want to ask you. Looking back, can you think of a song that changed your life? A song that you can look back on and go, wow, that song actually means more than most others. Yeah. What would that be? Well, my favorite song ever, you know, written to me is actually I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt. But the the song where I was listening to it and I was like, you know what? I want to do music for the rest of my life. This is what I want to do. Was uh, Justin Timberlake's Cry Me a River. <laughs> What about this song that made you feel it, that? It, I mean, everything from the vocal to the production. Uh, it, was, it was just... It, it. I remember having my headphones in and I was just completely, you know, in awe of the song. And I was like, I want to do this. This is what I want to do, right? And I remember Justin obviously is Justin. You know, he's a legend and he's a living legend already. Mm-hmm. Um, probably as an artist, one of my biggest inspirations, right? And I really don't get nervous much uh, because when, you know, I'm, when I'm singing, I won't sing unless I know a hundred percent, I know what I'm doing. Like I know the song, like the back of my hand, I've practiced it a million times. So I don't get nervous. I'm like, I'm going to do what I do a million times, you know, in rehearsal. So when I'm, when I was on Jimmy Fallon, like I was good. I was, my whole family was, you know, they were in the bathroom nonstop because they were so nervous. <laughs> I'm in the back room. I'm like ready. I'm like ready to go. And then they hit me with a curveball. They're like, oh, by the way, Justin's here tonight. <laughs> and I'm good, right? Like I was so good before that. Like the however million people watching, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like I got this. And then out of nowhere, I'm getting my makeup done in the dressing room. And knock, knock, knock. Who is it? It's Justin, right? And he walks in and he goes, Hey man, uh, he said something. He said something along the lines like, "You know, I don't want to bother you too much before you go on. I just want to say that, like, I'm a big fan of your voice, and you know, I think, I think you're really, really awesome. I've been listening. I've been heard about you for a couple months now, and I think that uh, that you have like a super insane voice." And I'm sitting there, thinking of Crimea River. And, Did you crap and, your pants at that point? I literally can't even say what I said on air. Okay. I turned around and I was like, "Shut the bleep right, up!" Right. I was like, "Shut up." And he's looking at me like I'm telling him like to shut up. I'm like, shut your face. I was like, you're not in my dressing room right now. This is not happening. Oh, I bet he loved that. And and he was dying of laughter. And, and you know, we started talking. Um, and he's just, it's scary to meet your idol. 
to me at least. Like well, they I, say, you should never meet your idols. Right? Typically, you'll be disappointed because, yeah. like, you but know, how were you that night? You were good. To me, I was like, I never thought of meeting him. Nothing. I was like, if I meet him, like, yeah, if he's not the guy who I envision, better than the guy who I thought. Aww. Literally, like, take my number. Let's you know, let's talk if you need anything. Like the fact that I could text him in my phone. He doesn't need me for anything, but you know. Have he you, doesn't. Have you, have you sent him texts? Yeah, yeah. I've, t- I've sent him. I, I don't like well, to be. I, I don't like to be like that guy me. where I'm like. He's asked me to tell them. you to stop. <laughs> stop. You're that guy. Enough. That is so cool. So, so it's literally it's it's going from Crimea River to having that, and it's he he actually they told me because he he was doing uh, Trolls the movie, and they were like he has to he has to go do promo for the movie, so he can't stay for your performance. So I was like, oh. Were you happy he wasn't staying for your performance? <laughs> actually, no. At that point, I committed that he was going to be there. Uh-huh. So I was like, I was like, focus, you got this. And then I was like, oh man, he's not going to be there. And he gets dressed up. He's in his coat. He's in his hat. Everybody's ready to leave the building. He goes, you know what? He goes, I want, I want to stay and watch you. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, I want to stay and watch. And my whole family's in the green room. And he's like, he goes in like with his little scully, like in. I, I believe he went into the live room. I, like I see him in the corner of the live room, like where all the audience is, and I'm sitting up there with the microphone about to start, and I'm just like, I'm like Justin Timberlake is right there watching me. <laughs> I'm like, I was singing Crimey River as loud as I can in my bathroom, and now he's sitting there watching me. And I finish the performance. He goes like this. He gives me like a nice clap, and then he was like, he tweets me like, this kid Stanash has an insane, insane voice. Wow. So, wow, I love this. So it, it's crazy. My, my, again, is, my family calls me Forrest Gump. Yeah. Like it just. <laughs> so Stanage, I guess it's simple. It's simple to say, but I'll say it. it. Life is life is great. Life is great. It it gets hard, and there's obviously there was <laughs> so many hard times uh, to get to where I am. Like you know, you always see the good stuff, right? Um, and everybody has a story. Everybody has a tough time. Everybody has, you know, the struggle, whether it's in music, whether it's in anything. But you should have that. You need the you struggle. You need it. You need it because it builds, it builds who you are as an artist. It builds your character. And for me, it's helped me with songwriting. It's helped me with my music. Um, and I'm grateful for both, you know, however amazing the good times are and however many times I'm like, you know, damn, I wish this didn't happen or this is like I'm in a really tough spot. Looking back at them now, um, I'm grateful for them because they've literally they were a stepping stone for me to be in this room. There you go. Well, wow. I'm glad you are in this room, Stanaj. I you. think so many people are going to fall in love with you just by listening to you talk and your story. Just how genuine you are. I so still think I'm, I'm a scam artist. I think it's still a scam. Elvis, Elvis is checking his pocket. Yeah, look, I've, been, I've, I've been around a long time. This guy is a total, no, total scam. I love him. Stanaj, thank you for coming in thank today. Thank you so much. We love you. Okay, Woo. now set it up. The song. The song, Stanaj, Dirty Mind, featuring Ty Dolla Sign. So the song, um, actually, so Re- Republic Records uh, and even, you know, management, they had no idea that, uh, well, they knew about the song, right? And and the song actually, I write pretty much like 95% of my songs. This song I actually didn't write. Um, however, I heard it. And to me, when, when you got to sing a song for the rest of your life, right? God willing, hopefully I'm like, like Bennett on stage until I'm like 100 years old, right? And I'm like, I got to sing a song for the rest of my life. If I don't write it, I at least got to make sure it's relatable to me and I can connect with it forever. Mm-hmm. So I hear this song and, you know, for one of the first times, I'm like, this song is like, it's me. It's like my goofiness. It's my realness. It's like everything in one song. And I'm like, okay, this is the song. And then I find out that, you know, 
there's like seven to ten other artists that want the song and, and we're, I can't say who they are but these are like big artists right and I'm like we need a song so <laughs> you know my brother my you know Jason Flom Monty Avery uh, they all, you know, hop on a call. Jason flies to L.A. We're like, we is need this the, how we need this? Is this what happens to songs? People fight yeah. over songs. It is crazy. Does it go to the highest bidder? It's cr- well, actually, once I recorded the song, I think that's when they were like, well, okay. "Who wrote it? Um, it who, was, who said okay, Stanage, you may have my song." It was it was um, uh, Ry Keys. Uh, uh, it was Johnny Price, uh, J.P. Sachs, and uh, Lucky Day, and. You know, I think once they heard me on it, they they were, you know, from what they told me that day in the studio, they were like, this is it. Like, once they heard my voice on it, they were like, this is the perfect fit for it. And, you know, I have the song in my in my car, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, you know, man, this would be sick with Ty Dolla Sign. And I had met Ty because I did Ultra with Afrojack in Miami, mm-hmm. and he was in his set. So I just met Ty, and, you know... Just very high and by, but you know we were friendly enough to exchange fo- phone numbers. So I text him once in a while, and and it was great. And I was like, do I text him to be on the song? Like, <laughs> am I that close? Am I gonna burn a bridge? Like, I don't want him to think that I'm like thirsty to like have a song. But you know, you got to shoot your shot. You only have one shot to do this music thing. So I'm like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen anyway. So I I sent him <laughs> the song with the open bridge, and I'm like, hey man, like, hope you're doing well. You know, I would love for you to be on the song, right? And he always responds to me, always, instantly. But this song, like, I send this message and there's no response. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. And now we're going on, like, five, six hours of no response. And I'm like, okay, maybe he's on a flight or something. Something's happening. Ten hours, no response. I'm like, he doesn't like the song or, or it's just not going to happen. And then I get a FaceTime and he's at the Palms casino hotel in Vegas in the studio and he's just holding the phone up in the air the FaceTime with his verse playing in the background of of Dirty Mind. He was already doing it. And he was doing he it, was while, it while while while, while I was in the bathroom wow. like sweating my brains out. That's I'm like so cool. holy crap is this guy doing it? And he, and he sends it and like while the song's playing he's like I love this song. This song's a smash. And he's like holding it up. He's like he's like we got one. We got one. And and literally I go to Republic the next day I slap my phone on the table. <laughs> I'm like, Sadaj, Dirty Mind featuring Ty Dolla Sign. And everybody's like, what? I was That's like, That's so awesome. <laughs> Boom. See, you never hear how these things happen. It's so cool. You think it's like months and months of going back and forth. No, right. he just recorded it. Yeah, he just, here. he just, he was like, here you go. Now it's grab. All right, well, here it so is. So that's Dirty Mind, uh, Sinaj featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Here we go. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having Sinaj! me, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Who tells a story to so many people? Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Ever wonder what it is about you that makes you you? Yes, all the time. <laughs> well, the answer is this it's your DNA. Yeah. 23 and Me, what a fun journey you can go on discovering who you are and who brought you here. Where are you from? If you, like us, have already used 23 and Me, you know how great it is to see your DNA health reports. 
Now we can tell uh, what we're predisposed to for health and wellness. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Your weight, your caffeine consumption, sleep quality, they, they tell you everything in these reports. Even sometimes if you have a cyst for a brother you don't know about. Well, there you go. <laughs> the Ancestry reports share where your DNA is from worldwide. So join us. You can do it too. Order your kit at 23andme.com slash Elvis. 23andme.com slash Elvis. You're at the food court at the mall. You see a line at your favorite restaurant. You're going to go to another restaurant. You're tired of waiting. Aren't we all tired of waiting? This is why the Samsung Galaxy S9 is great. Because you're tired of waiting. If you want to take a picture of something, you don't want to fumble around until your camera pops up. The S9, poof, it's right there. Your camera's ready to take a picture. That way you don't miss your life. Looking up directions, the S9 handles it very fast. This phone is changing everything. If you're like me and you're done waiting... Add extra minutes to your day with the Samsung Galaxy S9. Waiting is so last year. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. I have some friends that just had a baby. Aww. They had the baby late Wednesday night into Thursday morning. Yeah. Still haven't named the baby. <gasps> I could see how that happens. What? Yeah, if you're, because if you can't decide on something that you agree upon, it takes a while sometimes. Well, look, the baby came a little early, but the baby's fine. Uh, they've been very busy in you know, their business lives, this and that. They had a baby. They've been too busy to name their baby. Yep. Is so there an I, amount I, of time? Well, I don't know. This, that was my question. I asked them, well, do you have a deadline? Yeah. <laughs> they said, well, no, we're going to name the baby, and we're not going to make it official until we agree on it. We're not going right. to rush it. So I wonder how many people are listening right now that have babies, maybe grown kids they still haven't named. <laughs> I had a friend who took her a couple of weeks because she thought she was having a girl. She wound up having a boy. She had only come up with girl names. She had no idea what to call this kid, and it took them a while to agree on something. Call him Martha. Who cares? (laughs) Okay, let's say you have mm, a month. Yeah. That's a long time still. I mean, I don't, but do, you have to put something on the birth certificate. So what, how yeah. long do you yeah. have well, to do that? Yeah, I don't know what the legalities yeah, are. I'm sure it's know. different in different cities or whatever, yeah. but they haven't named their baby. I'm wondering how many people listening have a baby with no name. <laughs> the baby with, what if you just never had a name? What if you grew up and lived a life with no name? Oh my gosh. What, what is any- your name? I'm the person with no name. With no, I wonder if anyone's changed their kid's name. Like you, you at two weeks in, you're like, mm, I'm just not feeling that name. I want to change it. She's just not acting like a Deborah. I bet you could exactly. Yeah, you don't seem like a Deborah. Yeah. Oh, you have you have a penis. <laughs> There's right. that. A lot of people are texting in. By the way, had two kids. They wouldn't let us leave without a name. Oh wow. <laughs> well, that's that, a way to stay in the hospital longer. That, well, I know that is true. But they say you can change the baby names because, as you were asking, Daniel, people are answering. They're they're saying they did change their baby's names like a year into it. Oh wow. One person says we named my son. Then a year later, we changed it. It's Whoa. better to wait. So okay. So <laughs> if, if if you won't let me leave the hospital, we're going to name our kid uh, Elevator. <laughs> Okay, oh then change it when you're ready. Yep. Uh, quickly, Chris on line 22, uh, you too as well. You named your son, and then how long did it take before you said, nah, we're going to change the name? It was about a year. So so you just, what was it about the name? You don't have to tell us what the name was, but what was it that you just didn't, Yeah. it just didn't feel right? I mean, how, how do you decide it's it, not right? It just didn't feel right, and then we decided to name him after my grandfather so it was kind of like everything changed and it just felt better but let me ask the question like your family knew what you named the kid so like what do you do do you have like a dinner to announce that you're renaming the child (laughs) yeah a renaming party right 
kind not really a party, but kind of just like a slow, just let everybody know. Right. Okay, I got it. All right. Put out a press release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but, so did it feel weird? You've been calling your son by his name for a year. Did it feel like it was a diff- he was like a different person with a different name? I would think so, a little bit. It, it kind of did feel like a different person, but it also felt better, I guess. Now, wait, uh, how, like fit better. how drastic a name change was it? What was his original name? It was it was pretty drastic. <laughs> okay, what's the, what was the first name? Nick. And then what do you go with? Colby. Oh, yeah, that's different. Yeah, all the Nicks out there are very upset at you, <laughs> but that's okay. They'll get over it. All right, well, thank you for listening to us. You tell uh, Colby we said hi. All right, see you. All right, Chris, thanks a lot. <laughs> I just send out a group text. <laughs> yeah, right? The Morning Show's official YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search Elvis Duran Show, and subscribe today. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Back to school, a great time to refresh for everyone in the family. Whether you're going back to school or going back to your regular routine, JCPenney has everything your family needs at a great value. Don't answer the phone. Elvis, Elvis Duran, the Elvis Duran phone tap. Scary. Yes. Here we go. So Frank wanted to phone tap his brother, John, who runs a business from his cell phone. So that means he always has to pick up the phone, which is great. Uh, so he wanted us to do one of uh, the Rod Phillips CD collections. We've done Renegades of Reggae, Boy Band Bonanza, Ghetto Girl Greats, and Punk Pop Party. So now we give you a brand new one All we right. call Twerks of Art. <laughs> and by the way, there really is no such collection. So when it's over, don't get mad at us when you try to order it. All right, here we go. Let's listen into today's Rod Phillips selling twerks of art phone tap. Hello? Hello, is this John Sanchez? Yes, how can I help you? John Sanchez! Urban Dictionary defines twerking as the rhythmic gyrating of the lower fleshy extremities in a lascivious manner with the intent to elicit sexual arousal in one's intended audience. Who are you? My name is Rod Phillips. No one encapsulates the spirit of this dance better than us. No, 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 no. Through this timeless collection we call Twerks of Art. Get off my phone. I'm busy. I hear you expressing yourself right Right now, and that's funny because that's the song that's playing by Diplo. Bye. No, thank you. No, thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm about to drop a deuce. That's D U I C E, who had a smash twerk hit with Daisy Dukes in the mid 90s. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a telemarketer? Let me take you to the ATL where the Yin Yang twins are from. They gave us some of the most important non stopping booty popping around. That is ghetto trash. $14.99 for the CD today. It's twerks of all. No, no, get that off my mouth. You don't like it? Are you from the ATL? Do I sound like I'm at the ATL? I'm sorry, I went to college. Hello. People from the ATL went to college, and some went for collagen injections to get a plumper dumper. Now the Ying Yang twins played with Pitbull on this track, Shake. You know Pitbull, right? No, but I wish I had a pitbull for you right now. But that's just the beginning. The dynamic duo of Dunkin' Dunk encourages women all over the world to wear tight leopard print pants and shake it like a salt shaker. 
Do you know this song? You give him a headache. Get that garbage out of my ear, ass Did somebody say ass? Right on the ass, ass. No twerking CD would be complete without Vince John, who's got the whole Sweet 16 wobbledy wobbling and acting inappropriately in his recent twerk anthem, Dance Ass. You're such a did you know, you know even the right. bulbous Nicki Minaj gets you in on know, the action, uh, demanding know. that you bust it open you in the know. islands of Waikiki? Wobbly wobble, wobble, wobble. Stop with me and get off the phone. I'm working. Well, you know, you could always whistle while you twerk. Get off my, I'm working. I'm working. Now, surely you like Bruno Mars, right? Well, he sings the chorus on this twerk anthem, Bubble Butt. Do you remember Uchi Wally? I have kids in the house. This is a girl explaining to everyone that she knows how he worked her body. Hello? Let me see you pump them things. Speaking of. Here's Doo-Doo Brown. No, no, I don't know. We're bringing it back to the forefathers of twerk. Uncle Luke from Two Live Crew. This quintessential twerk of art has a bootyful video to go along with the song. I'll tell you what. Tell me nothing. If you act now and buy twerks of art from us, we're going to throw in this bonus CD, Twerk in Overtime. This early 2000s twerk track was a dance floor smash and broke down the barriers of the booty pop. It made its way to every wedding and even made your drunk aunt look foolish. You're ugly, aren't you? You're ugly. Yes, well, that's why you're on the phone. You're he ugly. shares a name with you, John. This is Little John with the East Side Boy. Now, you want to play? Let's play the game. Play. Did you say play? You don't like it now, right? You don't like it now, right? Here comes play. It's David Banner. What's up? Did, did, did your mother not hug you as a kid? Were you sitting on your uncle's lap too long? He's just trying to get your body wet. What's your problem? Did you sit on your uncle's lap too many times? Too many shots for Uncle Joey? Huh? For Christmas, we got this great CD called Santa's Twerk Shop. Okay, I got you traced. No, you don't. I got... Yes, I do. I told you. You don't know who I am. Who are you? You gotta find out. I'm, keep talking. Go ahead. Don't mind if I do. Taking it back to the 90s. This is Rex in effect. Yeah, you're going to shake in a few, buddy. When I, when I find out where you are, I will be down there. Twerks of art. Twerk in overtime. And Santa's Twerk Shop. All three for $14.99. Turn the f- on. I got you traced. And finally, we put this juvenile song on here at the request of your brother because he says you're juvenile. What are you talking about? Are you hallucinating? What are you smoking? I'm telling you, you that you've been phone tapped. John, this is Scary Jones from Elvis Duran, the morning show. Your brother Frank's phone tapping you right now. Are you me? (laughs) Frankie called you? This is what he wanted to do to you as he caught his flight to the Bahamas. See, everything is jokes. Everything is jokes. Wait till Frankie comes back from the Bahamas. (laughs) Elvis Duran phone tap. Is it wrong that I want to order the 3D? No, three I do C- too. The three CD collection. Let's put it out there. Santa's Twerk Shop is my favorite. This phone tap was pre-recorded with permission granted by all participants. The Elvis Duran phone tap only on Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Hey, it's Dan.
Danielle. I have to tell you about Make It Count. It's the new rewards program fueled by Marathon. Marathon helps you make the most out of every mile you drive. You can earn points on gas, hotels, or airfare. You can even use your rewards points to support the environment. Earn points every time you fill up or make select purchases at Marathon. Visit MilesHaveMeaning.com to sign up today. Make It Count is great for families like mine because I'm always driving the boys to their soccer games or baseball games. And of course, I'm always stopping for gas. Think of all the points that I can earn. Sometimes our games are over an hour away. So we make a lot of our memories on the road. We stop at nearby restaurants. We go and have a bite to eat. And we have a lot of chats. Don't miss your chance to earn discounts on gas, hotels, airfare, and more. Sign up for Make It Count Rewards fueled by Marathon. As a member, you'll earn 20 cents off per gallon on your first fill. To join, go to MilesHaveMeaning.com and click on the Make It Count tile. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. You never know what will happen in the Mercedes-Benz interview lounge. Chadwick Boseman, of course, the star of the movie Black Panther, is here. Do you have Time Magazine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you... How did it make you feel to see you on the cover of Time Magazine? Oh, man. This, look at that. So cool. That's crazy. It's crazy every time I look at it. Just put that down. <laughs> Brought to you by the 2018 Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. When it comes to summer, performance never takes a vacation. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Elvis Duran in the morning show.